0: everyone you are listening to episode 12 i cannot believe it's been that many but whatever 12 of maps and graps uh my name is lyric swinton i'm your host um if you notice i don't sound like i usually do that's because i was in toronto all weekend yeah. <laughs> for a forbidden door and you know i i don't sound like a full-grown man which is progress but I don't sound like my usual cheery bubbly self. But j- don't worry. I am very, 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 very excited to be recording this episode. Um, this has been an incredible weekend. Um, and I have a very special guest who was there for the entire weekend. Sure was. Introduce yourself, Charlie. She's back. I'm i was recording.
1: back. Yeah, we recorded an episode... Gosh, it was like a couple of months ago at this point. Episode 2, yeah, yeah, it was like one of the first ones. Um, But yeah, hi everyone, I'm Charlie. Um, You might have seen me over on the Purist page, that's where I do my main stints of podcasting and writing. Um, And yeah, I spent the weekend in Toronto as well for Forbidden Door, and it was an incredible time. It was an incredible trip. It was everything I wanted it to be, and more, honestly.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think... All of us knew it was going to be great. I don't think we understood yeah. how awesome it was going to be. I think that everybody walked away with having made a new friend or two or five, or and it was just such a cool environment. Um, obviously, it wasn't just Forbidden Door. There was also Collision over on on Saturday, which was um, really really awesome. Ring of Honor tapings as well. So and then. Yeah a very stacked zero-hour card on top of um, Forbidden Door, as well as the post-show media scrum, which we both got to go to. So there was a lot, a lot, and lots of stuff. Um, I'm like, yeah, I feel like AEW and New Japan are the only companies that can throw that much wrestling at me and have me still wanting to watch more wrestling (laughs) this week. Absolutely. Uh, That was absolutely incredible. So we'll just start in order. So we'll go from, we'll just briefly talk about Collision. I think like the highlights will uh, suffice. Um, yeah. So we opened the show with Jericho and Sting, which was super duper cool. Um, and obviously at that point, we had been waiting to know who Sting and Darby's partner was going to be. And guess who it was? It was Titsy Unito. Um, and the crowd had been chanting for it. And I was so scared because I was like, if it's not Naito, this is going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, if it's not Naito, this is going to be super, yeah. super embarrassing. Um, but it was. And if I'm not mistaken, that's Naito's first time on national TV like that. Um, I'm pretty and, sure it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just super cool. Like, he has a look that is like perfect for that, like his, you know, the full suit and everything and the entrance um, for people who had never seen Tetsuya Naito before. I feel like you walked away from it knowing that, Hey, this guy is a super big deal. And even if you weren't like, you know, fully, you know, Oh, I know exactly what's going on. I feel like you were still excited just off of the possibility of, you know, what the match could look like. So I think that was super cool. Um, what else happened on collision? Um, as you can tell, my mind is kind of blanking, blank, <laughs> blanking today. Oh yeah. Okay. I have it up now. Um, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Swerve Strickland. Yes. Um, I actually really like this match. I will say I am, I don't want to call myself a Hiroshi Tanahashi apologist, but I am a Hiroshi Tanahashi defender. Um, and he could have gotten up there and sat on the turnbuckle for all ten minutes and done absolutely nothing, and I probably would have popped like he won the world title. I yeah, this is where I just completely yeah. I don't care about the discourse, guys. I got to meet him earlier that night too, and so I don't care. Even though I do think it was a great, I think it was a great match. Um, yeah. um, I think it was one of his best singles matches um, that I've seen of him this year, and you know maybe a, you know attribute a lot of that to Swerve and just. How good he is right now Um, And I think uh, Obviously he did miss the high fly At the end but Swerve covered For that pretty nicely Um, Yeah Any thoughts on Tanhashi Versus Swerve
1: yeah, um I wasn't like when this match was announced, I was super excited for it because like getting to see Tanahashi wrestle live is always a treat and Swerve Strickland is like one of my favorite heels in the company right. He's just one of my favorites point blank period. I love Swerve. I think he's incredible. So like I was really excited to see what they did in the ring together and I thought they had awesome chemistry. Like they just they like really pulled off a great match. And it was just a lot of fun to watch and honestly props to Swerve like that cover at the end that you mentioned and he was just able to work in a way that meant that Tanahashi could just like play the hits so to say and work with the crowd and just put on a great match it was a lot of
0: fun absolutely and I think that one thing about one thing one thing about Tanahashi that I really appreciate is that he knows better than all of us know that his body isn't where it needs to be and so like he's been going really amped up on character and like he's just the perfect baby face like he's the perfect Yes, the definition of what a baby face is, and so, you know, like like you said, it's always a treat to see him wrestle. Um, and I think just he's still Roshi Tanahashi. So like for Swerve to yeah. even have a match against him off name recognition alone, that's a big deal for him. Like that's absolutely a, yeah huge deal to say that you know you were in the room with the ace, the savior of New Japan. So that's a super big deal.
2: Yeah.
0: Next we had Brody King versus Andrade El Idolo. Um, this match ended by DQ, and obviously mm-hmm. most know that um AEW doesn't do a lot of DQs. Um, so when they do um, you know, that, that means they must be a big deal. Um I had hoped that this match had led to possibly an LIJ LFI connection yeah. for forbidden door, but clearly not. Um but I really did enjoy the match. That was my first time, I think, ever seeing Andrade wrestle in person. Um so Yeah, it was mine too. Yeah, so it was his second match back. Good stuff. Um yeah. I enjoyed, I think Brody King is so underrated. Um Brody King's a beast. He's just he's like one of the best big
1: men in AEW. And I'm really in glad that like
0: period.
1: Yeah, in wrestling period, yeah. Um and I'm glad that he's like getting more like screen time as a singles guy again in AEW because like some of the matches he had last year were incredible like the match he had with Derby like the the coffin match like, oh yeah that was just such a good match and like Brody has great matches with whoever you throw him in the ring with like the match with Garcia as well from this year last year like recent I think it was more yeah, recent I think it was this year super good. yeah Uh-oh. and that match was really good but um I was I was really excited for this match and I thought it was awesome DQs aren't my favorite but clearly, it's leading to something big happening. And I was surprised it wasn't a forbidden door thing, but that makes me more interested, to be honest.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that if people remember last year when there was like all this, I don't want to call it drama, but like when it was a lot of uncertainty around Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, yeah. Brody King like almost single handedly carried the name of House of Black on his back. Absolutely. And he's just, so underrated like I don't think House of Black would still be around right now if it wasn't for him performing as strongly as he did um when you know both of those guys were out and the him and Julia Hart they've been absolutely incredible for House of Black so super excited I hope to see more with them I will hope to see more for House of Black going forward um because obviously they still are trios champions obviously acclaimed once those belts sometime soon Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, great match. Um, I also think uh, – Naito actually recently tweeted that he wants to team with um, yeah these guys soon. So, I think that that's going to be super cool. Right now, he's at CMLL Fantastica Mania. Um, so, maybe that's why they didn't do anything because this is also a CMLL. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, but great stuff. Moving on toward um, – um, on Collision – we had Willow Nightingale versus Nyla Rose. Willie Nightingale got the win in um, the Owen Hart Foundation women's tournament quarterfinal. Shout out to Willow for wrestling back-to-back night. Yes. Um, and two physical matches, but especially that second one was super physical. Um I just want to see where this is going, where this is going. I think that mm-hmm. obviously we have a lot of great individual competitors in the women's division, but right now, like we're lacking this story of like where are they going? Like we have great champions, great performers, great characters, super over. I think right now we just need direction for them. So Yeah.
1: I enjoyed the match, but like you said, I'm just interested to see where this is going. Um, like because if she's now progressed in the Owen Heart tournament and she was on the bracket side with Athena, right?
0: Yeah, so so Yes, wow, I'm
1: very very excited for that match. That's going to be awesome. And I will just say Nyla was great in this match too. I Absolutely. think she's really underrated, especially like where she's come from like since she like she joined AEW, I think she's improved a lot. Absolutely. And I hope like again this is just another chance for her to get more TV time and be utilized as a character because I think there's like a lot of untapped potential there, especially as a babyface because like Nyla's so funny online. Okay. And if she gets to put some of that on TV, she could be something special, I think.
0: We saw a little bit of it with the Jay Cargo feud, but like yeah. Nyla is hilarious. And um, I agree. I think she's progressed a lot. Um, we've gotten to see her on TV twice this, this, this month, um, mm-hmm. which is great, versus Chris Statlander and versus um, Willow Nightingale. Um, so I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. I think that there's maybe, you know, her and Marina Shafir will eventually be able to feud together. I know Mox has been working with Marina a lot and is really mm-hmm. high up on her. Um, he wants to see the blood sport part of her come out, so maybe that could be a good yeah. feud. Um, yeah, I think yeah. So I think that you know there's a lot of a potential there. I know that Nala's going on a tour in Japan very soon to yes. TJPW, so I think that that's going to be um, great as well. But yeah, these women are. Very talented. I think that I know a lot of us wanted a women's blood and guts. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to happen, and if it's going to happen, I'm very interested to see who's going to be in it. um I'm yeah. very interested to see who's going to be in it, especially with the Jamie Hater injury. But I'm super excited for Willow versus Athena. I I tweeted this earlier this week, but I think that that match should main event. Um, Absolutely. Just strictly because to this day, Willow versus Athena and Ring of Honor is the best match of the Ring of Honor Honor Club reboot. Tony kind yeah. said that himself. <laughs> like, that he said that out of his own mind. Like, regardless of gender, they've had the best match. And also, like, Athena's just been absolutely insane. Um, yes. And Willow's been on a great run. Um, just got challenged by Julia. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know like the full implications of this match. Is this just going to be a one off in Japan or does that mean that we're going to get visitors or, yeah, which is it's huge. Um, so yeah, very excited for the women's division, hoping that some really great things happen. Um, moving on, we had a squash match from Hobbs. I don't really have much to say on that. Um, no, I mean,
1: all I I have to say that Hobbs, like, this is the start of like Hobbs is like. I would I don't want to say real push because of like the stuff he was doing with the TNT title was good. Like I like the matches a lot.
2: Yeah. But I
1: hope that this is like a more like a long term push. Absolutely. And like he reaches new levels with it. I want him I honestly want Hobbs to win the Owen Hart tournament.
0: That's a really good person to win.
1: I think this could be a really incredible moment for him if they give him that momentum and push. And even if he doesn't win, just have a really good run out of it. So, that's what I'm hoping for.
0: Hobbs versus Samoa Joe could have been, could be a great final. Oh, wow, yeah. That could be a great final. I mean, like, I will say, I think that if he beats Punk, Joe, or Roddy, I think that that would be a great final for him, you know? Like, yeah. I think that either any of those matches could be great. I was very impressed with Hobbs as well. His TNT title reign, his matches versus Ray Phoenix and Penta um, yes. were great. And I think that that's that's what we need. I my only thing on the jobber stuff is like I don't want him just wrestling jobbers because I feel like that's how Wardlow lost a lot of his momentum of just yeah. wrestling. Of, I mean, same thing with Jay Cargill of just yeah. we talk about this of just like AEW building big stars of just big men and women like they can't just be facing jobbers, you know, every week. They need to face you know actual opponents and. yeah you know, like, have these, like, you know, actual thoughtful matches, so I, I yeah, that's what I want for Hobbs, like, I don't want to yeah. see, this is the last time I want to see a squash match from him in America.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, with their powerhouses in AEW, like, some of their builds has been very rinse and repeat of just oh, we're just gonna throw a bunch of, like jobbers and like low level talent at you to like absolutely destroy and that's cool and all but I want to see something different and something more dynamic with it and Mm -hmm. I feel like Hobbs is a guy that can like really utilize that and really use it in his favor so I'm excited to see where it goes
0: yeah so that's exciting lastly we had Bullet Club Gold and The Guns versus CM Punk, FTR and Ricky Starks um good match I will say, I don't know what's up with all these long-ass matches to Mm main event collision. Like, cliffhanger, guys. Like, I I think I said that with the first episode. Like, you know, wow me. Can we get, like, a cliffhanger or something? Yes, we did get the friends joining Bullet Club, which was really – Club Gold, which was really cool. But it's just, like, these 20, 23-minute tag matches of just, you know, I think we're still lacking directional. Okay, so what's next for any of these guys? Like what are FTR doing with the tag titles right now? Where where yeah. is CM Punk going from here? You know, what is what does Blit Club Gold want? Like yeah. what do they want? What you know, what's next for Ricky Starks? Obviously the six man, eight man tags have been great, like great matches. Yeah. But it's kind of been feeling like where are they going? Yeah. Great match though. Yeah.
1: I agree. Like, the match itself was, like, really good. And, like, just the atmosphere in the building. Like, it was, like, you could tell, like, all throughout the show that people were just waiting for the moment that Punk's music hit so they could boo him. Because, like, Toronto was a very... It was very much a divisive crowd. Like, there was a lot, a lot of people there, like, both nights that were just booing the hell out of Punk. And it just made for an electric atmosphere. Like, whether you like the guy or not... Like, he was drawing heat, and it, like, really added to the match itself. Because, like, even after, like, the first, like, five minutes, even though they were hating on Punk still so much, it added more to it because they were cheering so hard for the other team, which is crazy because Punk's not meant to be the heel. Like, right now, he's not in this match. So, but it was just crazy. And I honestly think this has been, like, the Gun's best performance in a while. Absolutely. like, in AEW at the moment, like, they really added a lot to this match, like, they had great chemistry every time, with, like, everyone they were in the ring with, and, like, we saw, like, the FTR matches, they weren't the best,
2: Mm
1: -mm. but, like, during, like, during this, they really fit the vibe of Bullet Club Gold, and I think that, honestly, being paired with Jay and Juice could bring them up to a new level, and I've got to say, Juice Robinson is one of the funniest guys on AEW TV. He's he is incredible. <laughs> like I liked Juice before, like, even before he joined AEW, I was really high on Juice on like his New Japan stuff. But like this run, like since Jay signed and they paired them back together has been top-notch stuff. He is such a character.
0: I've liked, I liked him as a wrestler. The mm-hmm. character part I don't think I really clicked for me until yeah. AEW And also him and Jay getting back together. I think they play off each other amazingly well. And I will say, like, when Jay, like, left New Japan and, and, like, I think people are like, oh, I'm going to miss that relationship. And, like, to see him play out on national TV like that, it's just so cool. Um, The Guns, yeah, they've been performing well. I think also FTR has been performing better because I will say Mm -hmm. they haven't had a lot of great standout performances this year at all. Um, But I will say between Collision this past week and – this week they've um these are probably the best performances they've had all year so yeah. um, ftr i i would just need to see them actually do something with, with what's yeah. going on with tag belts obviously there's going to be this blind tag tournament coming up so mm-hmm. that's going to be huge um trent also has been talking about like best friends of like what do we have to do to like yeah finally win the big one so i think that that's a big i feel like that's a Big moment waiting to be tapped for AEW. Still one of those big, just like when OC won the belt, when Chris Statlander won the belt. Yeah, that's one of the you know last original people, you know, feel good moments to happen.
1: It's like I don't want to say anyone deserves to win a belt because of like I'm not like that sort of fan. I don't feel like anyone deserves to win belts. Like you've got to earn the opportunities and that. But like it would be such like, a feel-good moment for the crowd, because every, like, loads of people love the Best Friends, they get such big reactions, and like you said, they are a, like, they're like AEW Originals, so, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, a reward for them, but, like, it would be such a feel-good moment, I kind of feel like Tony's dropped the ball a little bit by, like, not, like, capitalizing on that yet, but I hope we get to see it, like, within the next year or so.
0: Absolutely, I mean, just look at how over they still are. It doesn't matter if they're wrestling like, you know, a dark match. It doesn't matter if they're wrestling at the top of the card. And then they lose all the time. But Mm they are still so over, you know, with the crowd and everybody loves them. Everybody's invested in Chuck and Trent and Sue and all the friends that they bring along, whether they're with Rocky or Bandito or Chaos, you know, like, they're still so loved. Um, and so, yeah, I went to see them get that moment. But back to Collision, it was cool to see that even if they if the crowd hated everybody else, they still loved Ricky Starks. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they booed everybody else, yeah. but they love Ricky Starks. And so that was really cool to see. Um, I'm interested to see what's next for him. He's in the Owen Hart mm-hmm. tournament too, right? Yeah. He is, yeah. So I think Starks versus Hobbs and also could be a really big match. Yeah. But I, I don't think either of them could afford to lose to each other. hmm um,
1: so that'll be the, interesting to see what happens with that.
0: Yeah. So I think they're what currently one and one are one zero one.
1: Um. um. I think like on the books, it's technically one zero, but they are one and one because they had the lights out match at yes. Grand Slam.
0: Exactly. Um. So yeah. Just let's...
1: one more thing about that match, like the moment where like the dueling enchants chance for like CM Punk and Switchblade, those were sustained for so long. Like, I don't know how well it transferred onto TV, because I haven't watched any of it back. But they were going for a solid, like, two minutes of just, like, let's go Switchblade CM Punk. And that was really cool, because I've been a Jay White fan for ages. And him getting so over with the crowds, and not even just because it was CM Punk he was against, and everyone wanted to boo Punk. Like, they were popping for Switchblade, like, last week when he was in... The match with like other people and this week when he was in the match with other people and like when he's had matches with Ricky like everyone really likes Jay White and it he fits so naturally on TV like I'm just so excited to see like what Tony does with him and I think Bullet Club Gold now that they've established like two new members we need a live promo and a mission statement like what is next for them like are they going for gold are they just terrorizing like the locker room, like what do they want with AEW? Yeah,
0: I love Switchblade and I think that he was helped tremendously by the fact of that was a much larger New Japan crowd than typical. Yes. Like there are a lot more fans, I feel like at that collision crowd who knew not just who he is in AEW but knew, you know, his entire background. They've been bullet club fans for a long time. Like they they are here for the switchblade and not saying mm-hmm. that other crowds don't, but you know, like I feel like these are people who've really been following his career for yeah. a very long time. Um, Yeah. I need the live promo. I just because mm-hmm. simply I think I have a theory that Tony has kept a mic out of Jay White's hands simply because you put a mic in Jay White's hands and really let him run. A lot of people on that roster are going to get embarrassed. Like, I think yeah, he, steals, yeah. he steals the spotlight. He he can steal the spotlight so effortlessly, even if everybody else is supposed to be, like, you know, the people you're focusing on. He, he did that a lot in New Japan. Like, being able yeah. to, like, be a big star amongst the Okadas of the world, he did a lot of that on the mic. Like, his backstage comments were must-see TV. Like, they were yep. must-see. That's how I honestly got into Jay White, because I would see all his backstage stuff. I'm like, this guy is great. And then I saw the wrestling later, but, I, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, his backstage comments are, were stuff of legend, like the Tajay show. Like, so Yeah. you put that on AEW TV, like, I guarantee you, like, we're going to have different conversations about who are the best talkers in the company.
1: Yeah. So, since jay white signed one of my like the things i'm most anticipating is when he finally comes face to face with hangman again yeah because like he's like backstage promo about like leading up to forbidden door last year where he was like talking about how like all the guys had to run away and like and he was saying about for hangman they built him a whole company to get over and sort that sort of thing and then he was, like, talking shit after, like, the Forbidden Dog match last year about how he was, like, now, like, 2-0 and over him or something. So the minute you put them two in a face-to-face, that is going to be, like, not, a, I guess, not, like, a turning point, but it's going to be, like, a moment in AEW. I think that's and, like, he... I don't know if people realize that just yet, but it's going to be a moment.
0: I think that's where he moves more center, you know, yeah. as far as center focus on AEW. Like, right now, I feel like he's on, like, these... Fringe programs, Mm -hmm. like like that Hangman feud, is probably going to be the the real test. Um, Maybe we get Hangman versus Jay White at All In. Who knows? Like, I mean, I would love that because you have Jay White isn't British, but he's super mm -hmm. over with UK fans. I feel like, yeah, specifically for Australian uh, Australian wrestlers, a lot of them, like you know, are very well known on the UK Indies, just because like the wrestling scene in Australia isn't as big, you know, yeah. as I guess people would want it to be. So I think that would be a great match. Honestly, I would love to see mm-hmm. it, especially if you're going to run Adam Cole versus MJF. Um, yeah. because Adam Cole is another person who's going to have a great feud eventually with Jay White, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super exciting stuff. Um, skip. Oh, I skipped Rampage, but not too much to talk about. We had Swerve team up with United Empire um jeff Cobb, kyle fletcher will osprey um versus K- chuck rocky trent and yo that was a, a pretty cool match um seeing swerve and will osprey team up was really weird um yeah not weird in a bad way it's just like damn anything really can happen <laughs> mm-hmm. um but the highlight of that night was jack perry versus doki um for people who have never been seen Doki before, they were in for a treat. Like, um, I I don't think you got to see the match, but he completely. We probably really should have seen the Jack Perry heel turn coming like from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people came cheering for Jack. By the end, they were complete one hundred percent Doki supporters. Um, yeah, like he got the entire crowd on his side. He said he wants to come back to AEW sometime soon. Super exciting stuff. But like. Um, I became a Doki believer in Best of the Super Juniors, and Mm -hmm. this man is awesome. He's just incredible. comes out at the end. Um, But we can get into Zero Hour now. So Mm -hmm. we had a dark match, Tom Lawler versus Sir Pitts and Co. because Adam Cole came down with a fever, so wasn't able to compete. So we didn't get Adam Cole, baby, versus Filthy Tom Lawler, which was super sad, but... um, You know, Dark Match was cool. It was not really long. Um, the Dark Card started with the Mogul Embassy versus Chaos, um, and instead, and their fourth member with Chuck, Rocky, and Trent was El Desperado. Um, it's always great seeing Despy. Like, oh my gosh, I was that's, so like, happy. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I was gonna say, no, that's my. It's my second time seeing him wrestle in person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but. It was so good. He also wrestled a match for um, Ring of Honor tapings the night yes. before, but honestly that's what I took away from that match. Um, obviously, Mogul Embassy won, but I just love seeing Nell Desperado. Um, yeah. very cool.
1: So when Next- Despy came out on Ring of Honor, like I popped so huge because of, I f- I think that was like the first big surprise of the night, like for yeah. the collision tapings. Obviously, like the uh, Ring of Honor tapings after as well had a few surprises, but like El Desperado's music hit, and I just turned to my brother and I was just like, Oh my God, Despy's here!
0: <laughs> it's so funny because like I was desperate point... to see him on the card.
1: Like he was like one of the only people I was sad that hadn't made it.
0: At that point, I was still kind of like t- really tired. And mm-hmm. I was like on my phone, just like scrolling and just like, you know, just, and then I heard that music and I literally popped out of my chair, like, straight. Yep. and like, I started screaming. So loud. that was where my voice started to go to shit. Like yeah. that was the moment where my voice started going to shit because I lost it. Um, mm-hmm. he's one of those people, him, Shingo and Hiromu Takahashi were like the people I was really sad like I was like oh my gosh I'm not gonna get to see them and it yeah. really broke my heart and so he was the first one and then obviously we get and like yep. we, we thought it was just Bushi yeah and then like when I saw like Hiromu and the Shingo that was like... yeah so yeah um always great like, seeing this
1: we was, we were a little bit spoiled with the ring of honor tapings like the ones oh after god. as well like because of like united empire had their match and like i popped huge for that because of, of i'm course. a big ue girl i was so into that and then after i turned to my friends i was just like wait if united empire just had a match does that mean that el fantasmo's here and then the next match was the el fantasmo match and i was like oh my god he I, yeah, my videos from his entrance are so funny, because, like, the E comes up on the screen, and you can hear me gasp so loudly, <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited, like, El Fantasmo, El Desperado, Shingo, and Hiromu, those four guys, were like oh, ones, yeah. I was just like, why the hell are they not on the card, and then they were on, they were announced for the uh, Zero Hour, and they were on the Bring of Honor So it was... This whole weekend was booked for me, honestly. Like, like that's how it I felt at Point.
0: I literally got everything I wanted. I got yep. to see every one I wanted. The only thing, and obviously nobody could prevented this. Only person I had wanted to see was Jamie Hayter, and obviously she's injured. Yeah. Um, I feel like the losses this year were mostly on the women's side. Um mm-hmm. just like there were a lot the gaps this year, like you know, the injury stuff. I think it hit the women's side so much harder this year than it hit the yeah. men. And because I do think that that there were definitely I think there were definitely plans for more for the women for Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um and injuries, you know, have on both the New Japan and the AEW side run that so yeah. that's that was the that's the only thing that I think that I missed out on. Uh, yeah. Everything else um it was great. Perfect, like literally perfect. Obviously, I would have loved some of these people on the main card. Shingo said he was disappointed. I'm like, I need yeah. a Shingo singles match next year. Like, book it, you cowards! It like, a- Shingo Hangman, Shingo. Oh. Kenny Sh- oh. Ooh. <laughs> Kenny and Shingo have never faced each other. Yeah, they've never faced each other because obviously he was a Dragon Gate guy. Yeah,
2: Shingo
0: was a DDT guy. By the time New Japan, like Shingo got to New Japan, right when Kenny left. Yeah. And so that's my dream. Like, you know, Shingo and Osprey. Be... I think Shingo is probably Osprey's tied tied for Osprey's greatest opponent. It's mm-hmm. Kenny. Like, because I feel like they're tied now. And I think that they would have a I think Kenny and Shingo would be an absolutely instant classic. Yeah. Meltzer would get oh, like nine yeah. stars. Um, <laughs>
1: I just, I want to see Shingo wrestle so many of the AEW guys. Like,
2: yeah.
1: like one of the big ones that I want, like, I remember tweeting, because um, someone did a tweet of, oh, what's your dream match for Shingo at Forbidden Door And I was like, well, if Eddie Kingston's injured, give me Bruce or Hangman. And then, obviously, Shingo and Eddie got put in the same bracket for the G1. Night and one. I
2: lost
0: night
1: my one. mind. They're night I can't one. wait. I'm so so excited.
0: That night is going to be so. You have basically how it's going to happen. July 15th, you have Kenny faces the Kingo for yeah. AAA Triple Mania. You have over a Slam anniversary. Trinity's challenging for the Knockout World Women's World Championship, um, and then you have over on the Noah AJPW side, you have Katsuhiko, um Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara then mm-hmm. right directly right after it's is basically night 1 of the G1 and we're kicking off with Shingo versus Eddie lots of great stuff happening across a lot of different promotions yes. um in like a t- 36 hour span yeah. and it's going to be absolutely insane um it's a great time to be a wrestling fan i you know i really feel like if you limit yourself to only watching one company and like that's for anybody you're really missing out, man. Like, even for AEW fans, like, I hope that this was a watershed moment for you. Like, go watch some New Japan. Like, yeah, la- last year Forbidden Door was like that for me, and now I'm obsessed with New Japan. Like, New Japan mm-hmm. is my, you know, promotion of the year right now just because. Oh,
1: absolutely. They've, they've been, been It's been incredible.
0: They've done nothing bad. Like, I mean, they haven't had a bad show yet. I've enjoyed absolutely yeah. everything that they put out this year. Um, very proud of what they've done they've done with that roster. Um, but yeah, I think it was just super cool. Moving on in the for to the in the zero hour, we had another our Owen Hart um Foundation women's tournament quarterfinal match. Athena defeated Billy Starks. Um, that was super cool. I mean, yeah. Athena's awesome. Um, she loves what does she calls it, breaking porcelain hussies. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't, and I think I told you this because we were sitting next to each other, I was like. Imagine being eighteen years old on the Forbidden Door card. That's crazy.
1: She was, uh, so, Billy Starks was the youngest woman, not even the youngest woman. This the youngest talent on that entire card, also, like top to bottom, zero hour to the main event. And I'm so happy for her. She's been incredible this year. She's
0: had a head of a run, and she's just like what graduated high school. Absolutely. I think she has worked nine times. T- I believe the most rigorous schedule. Out of just about any re- indie wrestler in the world, mm-hmm. the schedule that she's been working, um, her and Nick Wayne. Um, yeah, which is very interesting because you know the rumors are that Billy Starks has already signed. Obviously, we know Nick Wayne has already signed. Yeah. They Nick Wayne debuts in like three weeks. <laughs> yep. And so I'm assuming that right around the same time, Billy's gonna be probably on TV more frequently. Like, it's gonna be a we're getting a new wave of young blood infused yes. in the W soon, so that's going to be super fun. Obviously, if I've said this once, I'll say it again. Athena, right now, is the best women's wrestler in the world. Um, yep. always great to see her perform and her versus Willow. That second match needs to main event whenever it happens. Yes. Um, next, we had El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson. This match was seven minutes, but I loved it, Like, I loved mm-hmm. it. Um, two of Canada's finest um, I think a lot of people who haven't been watching Ring of Honor TV, this was their first Time realizing that Stu Grayson actually Is no longer a part of the Dark yes. Order And has joined the Righteous um, But these guys Are great, I would love to see them run it back And like have a longer match, I hope that um, Absolutely. If Tony could like, you know f- You know, get EOP For like Ring of Honor tapings and let These guys really like have a longer match, I would Yeah, love that. Like they had fantastic chemistry.
1: Yeah, it was it was a really fun like seven minute match. Like I was so into it, anyways, because like I'm a big ELP fan. I think (laughs) Stu Grayson's great. So like I was just excited for this, anyways. And then they just had a really good match, and like the time they were given, and like the crowd was super into it as well. Like they were popping for all the right moments, and I I will just say the crowd was incredible all night. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But this was just such a fun time, and. I hope, like, I love watching El Fantasmo in New Japan. And, like, I'll watch him, like, in any company he wrestles in. But I hope, like, he can do more stuff with Ring of Honor as well. And even on, like, AEW TV, I'd love to see him, like, get, like, a Rampage or Dynamite match. I think it'd be awesome. I think he deserves that platform to be exposed to a wider audience. Just Absolutely. to see, like, the work he does. And I hope he has a great G1.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm very excited to see what his G1 looks like. He mm-hmm. had a really pretty good... Um, I liked his um, New Japan Cup matches this year. So yes. really excited to see how his G1 goes. Um, we don't have too he much We had time. a great feud with Shingo last year. Like, if you're feud.
1: just getting into these guys, watch the Shingo El Phantasma feud, because that was,
0: like, some of the best stuff last year. Well, it I've was actually, incredible. I've been actually going back and watching through, because I found that feud by accident. Mm-hmm. I was on YouTube, and you know how sometimes like New Japan will post like full pay-per-views on YouTube randomly. Yeah, You'll have them up for like three days and then take them off.
2: Yeah. So they
0: posted Rumble on 44th Street, and mm-hmm. I was just watching through, and for some reason, I end up on the El Phantasmo, Shingo, Takagi street fight. I'm like, hold on. This match is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is awesome! And, yeah, you gotta like... I, yeah. Get into it. They have some really great, like just straight wrestling matches too. But but and then make sure you go on YouTube, look up the backstage comments, and then yes, see, like the t-shirt battles, ELP is my daddy, shingo is my daddy, the who's your daddy matches. A lot's been happening with those two. Yeah. Um, and it's now like, like, they're like oh. friends. Yeah, it's
1: like Shingo's so incredible in ring, and like ELP is a great wrestler too. But like where Shingo does like less of the character work, ELP does so much character work, and like it really balanced out the feud as a whole, and it just made for like such like an incredible time watching. And it there was so many funny moments and just like really great matches that came out of it. So hundred percent recommend that feud if you haven't seen it.
0: Definitely, I think that ELP elevated Shingo a lot of ways and a character perspective. Like obviously yes. Shingo's like the better wrestler, duh, mm-hmm. but in a character perspective and a charisma perspective of just, like, showing mostly his, more of his personality to the crowd. Yeah. And, like, you know, I think that ELP definitely helped Shingo with that. And so super cool stuff if you haven't already seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into the last match, which was uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón first um which is Bushi Hiramatsu Takahashi and Shingo Takagi versus United Empire Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher and TJP. Um this was good. This was a 7 minute sprint obviously to get both of these teams on the card. Um next year I want to see them in like the 505 situation like Yes. Probably. Give me BCC versus United Empire like BCC versus United Empire like you know BCC yeah. versus was it's already, like, that was a peak for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but give me, like, BCC versus United Empire next year, just because, like, that. Or I'm gonna be honest. Now, this is one... Actually, you know, I lied. There's one thing, other thing that was missing. Where the fuck was David Finley? Hmm. When
2: Where was David
0: Finley? Are, like, everybody. Like, no Dan Maloney, no Clark Connors, no Ghetto on screen. Yeah, like,
1: there was... A lack of Bullet Club on this year's Forbidden Door, which was really interesting
0: Bullet Club's 10th anniversary year.
1: Yeah, so I don't know whether that means that something big's coming elsewhere or whether they're really just buying into this. Um, Jay White can't wrestle for New Japan anymore because he lost a match to Eddie Kingston back in what oh my gosh, February now. So, whether they're like really holding on to this kayfabe uh stipulation that was put into place whether that was because jay white was meant to go to wwe or whatever don't know not my business but yeah there was a very distinct lack of uh any bullet club activity on forbidden door which is like a damn shame because like now that clark connors is bullet club as well he had a great showing on forbidden door last year like Mm -hmm. and yes maybe he wasn't meant to be on the card but still like you I, i feel like there could have been a place for like one of like the new tag teams, like, in Bullet Club to, like, even just, like, do a Ring of Honor match.
2: Absolutely like, do sure. some,
1: okay. something with the Ring of Honor tapings. I feel like there was, like, a gap for them. But we'll, we'll see what happens in the next few months. I'm sure that David Finley's cooking something with this kind of all-star, um, like, young boy um Bullet Club that he's formed.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I noticed a lack of LA Dojo participants. There are a lack yep. of Lack of junior heavyweights. I think especially coming off of the, you know, best of the super juniors, I would have loved to see yeah. a big four-way, you know, junior heavyweight showcase. Like, you know, throw Huromu in there, throw Darby in there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, just throw all these guys in there. Leah Rush in there. Like, you know, just a whole bunch of these guys. Um, And you know what? I will say I think that maybe what's happening with AUW and New Japan is like I Don't think maybe they didn't expect for Forbidden Door to be like such a recurring thing, and so like mm-hmm. they're trying to like save stuff for later. Which I mean, well, yeah. that's understandable, but like you know, coming off of that rock star, best of the super juniors, like where was Master Wato? Um, mm-hmm. would have loved to see that. So, I, yeah, there was a bullet club shaped hole. Um, yes, obviously, Absolutely. everything else was so good to the point where anything that wasn't there, it wasn't missed too badly, but mm-hmm. looking back now, I'm like, hindsight, I'm like, where the hell is David Finley? Um, Yeah, so. yeah, It was cool to have L.I.J. versus Um United Empire. Want to see all these guys on the main show Love next that. year. Yeah. Um, they're awesome.
1: I, just again, like, Shingo in this match again was just awesome. Like, his back and forth with Carl Fletcher, especially, like, that was like one of the highlights of the match. Like the, they were just throwing forearms and going at it. It was like, it was just an awesome match to watch.
0: Kyle Fletcher che- t- tweeted after the match he wants Shingo in a singles yep. match. So especially like with Kyle, especially with Kyle Fletcher now being a, you know a, an AEW contracted talent, I'm interested to see where that happens. You know, mm-hmm. possibly on a New Japan Strong show in America. Possibly yeah. going to the New Japan Strong show over in, you know, on Cork and Hall, July 4th and 5th. Um, there's a lot of options there. And I think also, mm-hmm. I think after the success of this, I think we're going to see a lot more interaction, like, in the between Forbidden Doors, between Japan and New Japan and AEW. Yeah. Like, I'm almost positive we're getting Okada Danielson 2 at Wrestle Kingdom 18. Um, mm-hmm. I hope... That Omega Osprey three is at Wrestle Kingdom. Would I love it at Wembley? Absolutely. Yeah. But like, guys, the with the the way that these guys wrestle, like, they're gonna need more time to like really repair. Hundred
1: percent. Yeah, so, I agree completely. Like, because like, all in's like eight weeks away. Not far like, at eight, all. Like it's like barely two months at this point. Like, and they you had like six months between their Wrestle Kingdom and Forbidden Door matches. And I think another six months is honestly what they need in between those. Not even just the sake of like their recovery and that, because like they went to war and we'll talk about it in a bit. But like to let the story breathe and both guys have their own things going on as well in their respective companies. Like Will Ospreay's about to be in the G one and like he's got a big match coming up in the UK as well. He faces Leon Slater on the 9th wow. of July, I believe, at the Pro Show.
0: Battered Leon Slater on behalf. Yes. Of because of Dan Maloney's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen that stuff, go look at. Um, yeah. On live, good stuff.
1: And um, obviously, Kenny's got all of the BCC and Elite storylines that's still going on because there's no way that that match was the end of it. Like, it can't be. Like, it, like there's still so much meat left on the bone there, and. With blood and guts coming up, who knows what's gonna happen with that. So I think they're gonna let give it time to breathe. And I don't think it would be the all-in match because I feel like there's not bigger matches per se, but like different things that both guys could be doing that would be just as monumental as a third match for them.
0: Absolutely. Um I can yeah, I completely agree. I think that they need more time to recover, and I think we need time to like let the story breathe. I don't think that's enough time. Mm-hmm. Just because we're not going to get much development between then, at least on the especially on the Osprey side. Like, you know, he has a exactly. G1. So, and I think that the big or overarching story here that needs to be, you know, we need to get further into is the Kenny and Don Callis. Like, yes. there's so much untapped stuff between the, you know, Callis, Takeshita. I think Kenny versus Takeshida, I mean the match.
1: That's what I was just about to say. Kenny I versus just about could it. be the match um, uh all in.
2: It, and because, where,
1: I don't know where you put it on the card because it's not going to be for a title, but I wouldn't be mad if they main evented it.
0: <laughs> like the people have been very, this is also the argument that I've been saying about, um, you know, the CMFTR versus the elite stuff. Like, no offense, guys, but people have been very clear. They want a Kenny Omega singles match. Like, yes. love the elite. Hello. Like, hello. Yeah. But.
1: I was going to put one on wearing the defibrillant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: love the elite. Hello. But. No. no, I
1: think. I think it's going to be a Kenny singles match and a hung bucks match. At All in. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be the hung bucks, deep in House of Black. And I think that's gonna be the next chapter of the Elite story after they're done with the Blackboard Combat Club stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna start there. Maybe some internal stuff with them and Kenny feeling some kind of way about, oh, so we lost the belts as a trio of us three, but you felt the need to go get them back with Hangman instead of me. So I'm very interested to see if that's the route they go. Cause there's always turmoil in the Elite. We can never be happy for long.
0: Oh, oh, of course. Honestly, I was just going to say, I thought I would have loved just, like, you know, running back Young Bucks versus Aussie Open. Um, I could also see that, yeah. Just because I missed the Bucks as a tag team. Like, you know, I feel me like too. I'm starting to have – it took longer. Like, just how people were having, like, Kenny singles withdrawals. I'm starting to have, like – don't get me wrong, love all the trio stuff. Love the Hung Bucks yeah. coming together. I'm start, I think especially with the tag team division not being what I would want it to be in AEW right mm-hmm, now. Same. I'm just like – Matt and Nick, come save us.
1: <laughs> if, if they don't do the trios route, I would love for the all-in match to be some variation of like Young Bucks versus uh, Aussie Open or Aussie Open versus FTR or FTR versus Aussie Open versus Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Like, throw them all in. I want tag team wrestling to be on such a high display with the top teams of AEW at all-in. That is something oh, I very much want.
0: But you know what I realized? A card... Still left to play that wasn't played last year. Well, this year at Wrestle Kingdom was Young Bucks on at Return at Wrestle Kingdom to New Japan. Yeah. Like Young Bucks versus Aussie Open at Wrestle Kingdom 18 would be extremely poetic, especially mm-hmm. if you have Kenny and Osprey on the card. Um, United Empire versus the Elite, like you know, yeah, the former, the faction that really brought. New Japan to the world versus the faction that's really keeping them in front of the world yeah. right now. Like, so I wouldn't mind if there's they a wa- lot. There's yeah. a lot
1: that can be done. There's so many different ways they can go. When I'm like convinced that the elite are like, if they haven't already re signed, they are re signing. So there's plenty of time to get into all of this, I feel. But there's just so much you can do. And it's like, I'm just so excited to see anything and everything that happens with all of these storylines with these guys because I love faction wars so like if the elite goes straight from like Blackpool Combat Club to like United Empire that would be like a solid year of booking that I am just in love with
0: and I think that there's like so much story there just because you know Aussie Open was the guys that came with you know, Osprey. You know, when they were originally announced, the trio title ty- titles yeah. like you know they've been there. Obviously, Kenny's only non-Osprey title defense ha- was against Jeff Cobb um, yeah. for the championship. So you know, like, hey, there's a lot of there's a lot. There's a lot, so like too. Yeah, there's a lot to do here. So super exciting. Um, All in's going to be a blast. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I really think that they should probably move. They should probably make Forbidden Door like a two-night show, honestly. Maybe uh, that's probably never going to happen now with, like, Collision. But maybe do mm-hmm. you know, a Forbidden Door Collision. Like, you know, a Forbidden Door Collision with a lot of, like, you know, the lower card New Japan guys, lower yeah. card, you know, just so we can get some dream matches that are probably never going to make a, you know, a pay-per-view card. Yeah. And I think they'll probably move in that direction next year. I know, like, Collision was super new, just super new this year. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Getting into the main card, we started off with MJF versus Tanahashi. Um, this was really cool. Um, I think just because MJF has been talking so much shit about New Japan, he always does. He came out in a robe. This said, New Japan is an indie um, mm-hmm. facing the face, the ace, the savior of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, yeah, this match was. Um, pretty good. Nowhere near like match of the night. Um, you know, I just yeah. It I will say it is one of the lowest rated matches on cage match from the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like people are on cage match now. It's not yeah, whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it was it was good. Um, I honestly was more frustrated with Max than I was with Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tottenhach's Ty- body held up pretty good for this one. He pulled out two high flies. Um, yeah. Obviously, he slowed down some. We know this, but he performed well, had the crowd into it. Like, the crowd was really, really, really hot. Um, I think I was just like, oh, like, Max, this is a different type of opponent. Can we get something different? Like, you know, except for like the usual stuff dynamite, dynam- diamond ring, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it was okay.
1: It was good. Yeah, I, I get your point. Like, it was very formu- formulaic to how Max Brussels And, like, my favourite part of the match was honestly, like, MJF, like, trying to leave and Tanahashi getting the crowd to start a coward chant. <laughs> like, Tanahashi, like, this weekend played into, like, the US crowds incredibly. Like, he fed off of them so much. And that's just, like, another feather in his cap of, like, being one of the greatest ever, like... He was just incredible this entire weekend in terms of like his character work, especially.
2: Absolutely.
1: But honestly, I have to give Max some props here. And anyone that knows me knows that this isn't something that I enjoy doing. <laughs> but um like he wrestled in a way that meant that Tanahashi could be a star. Yes. And that everyone knows that he is. And he worked. he wrestled such a smart match. And like he slowed not that Max works. Like that fast of a pace in like his style of wrestling, anyways. But he he worked around Tanahashi, so they they could have like an even playing field.
0: Absolutely. And I
1: like at the age of twenty seven, like his in ring like IQ is like kind of astonishing.
0: Extremely like he
1: really high. Has come into
0: himself, yeah. Extremely high. I mean, I I think I noticed that, especially with the Adam in Cole the match. Adam Cole match. Yeah, just because. He I, I will say I give him credit. I've seen more so this year than any other time. He is really good at wrestling wrestlers with limitations. Yes. Um, and being able to maximize a match around his opponent's limitations. We saw that with Alcole. Yeah. We saw that with Tanahashi. And so definitely give him credit for that. I think I was more so upset about the finish because it's just like, oh, oh yeah. I'm so tired of that diamond <laughs> dynamite diamond ring.
1: Yeah. It wouldn't be an MJF match if he didn't lean into the things that makes people hate him.
0: So, of course, I'm interested to see what they actually do with that ring this year. Like, he can't win it again.
1: Well, I honestly, at this point, would be okay with them just retiring it.
0: I'd be okay too. My thing is, like, I just don't think that we don't gain anything by him winning it again. So, like, unless yeah. somebody is going to dethrone him, let's just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. You can it's call just- it. This collision diamond necklace or something i don't care yeah yeah <laughs> but it's like
1: with with this match like mjf really was like kind of the perfect person to tell this story with tanahashi because it was like the guy that dislikes new japan so much and disrespects it against the ace of the company japan, So like
0: basically new japan in a human yes body.
1: yes exactly so I don't know, it was, a, it was a good matchup, and I thought the match was cool, and yeah, honestly, just props to Max for, like, this past month, like, especially, like, his in-ring work has been top-notch, and yeah, I just hope to see more of that from him, because I would love to be an MJF fan, I've said it before, if he, if, like, he does character work that I like... Then I could really get behind MJF, but like we'll see what happens in the next. I, week.
0: I said I don't know like what must have happened, but like Tony has this guy told him he now has to show up to Dynamite Rampage Collision, and he's yeah. so damn near every week. Don't know mm-hmm. what happened, but like hey, it's cool to like have have a champion like that's on TV. I feel like I don't. I just don't feel like right now he has a choice simply because yeah. you saw that card and you see what where we're going for All In nobody was really anticipating MJF like you know just for yeah. the part and like that roster is so stacked that if you're not wrestling if you're not doing something different and you're on the same you're on the same roster as a Brian Danielson a Kenny Omega an Adam Cole like you know all mm-hmm. of these, diff- these John Moxley mega these mega stars who are you know doing the best not only only are they mega stars coming into it, these guys are doing the best work of their careers right yeah. now. And I feel like it's so easy and it, to get outshined. And I mean, like he absolutely has been getting outshined. Um, mm-hmm. uh, probably since he won the title. And then you have punk back, and then it's just like he has to show something different if yeah. he wants to be a believable world champion going forward. Um Are a believable star of the company right now, just because everybody is just so good. Like, everybody is so good. And, like, the over 35 crowd is going crazy um, right now. So, there's that. Up next, we had um, what's the second one? Wow, I can't do this. CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. 13 minutes of pure insanity from the crowd. Yep. <laughs> absolute insanity. You had the booze trying to outweigh the cheers, the cheers trying to outweigh the booze. Like people were literally plotting on how can I like be as obnoxious as possible. Mm-hmm.
2: Match?
0: Um, Kojima
1: came out of loss. Like I was gonna say last night out of Forbidden Door. Like the biggest baby face. Like the crowd reactions he was getting just for like chopping punk
0: and like getting back on top. It was insane. I don't think I've ever heard, like, a reaction like that for somebody not even actively doing anything. Like, you know, obviously we've heard the boos for Don Callis, but that's fresh off of him, like, you know, stabbing Kenny Omega in the head with a screwdriver. I don't think we've ever seen just somebody just stand there and, like, people are losing it, about to riot. Mm -hmm. I was like, are we about to riot? Like, is this happening? It's like... (laughs) Is this happening? Um, insane. I think Punk, he started to tease that heel side of him, really yeah. started to, like, le- lean into it. I think I leaned over to you, I said, he loves this shit. I yeah. said, he's eating this up. Like, you know, I think they're teasing it, teen, you know, leaning into that heel work for yeah. him. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, I... I think CM Punk is a better heel. I think, especially right now, Understand. just lean into the hate. Um, might as well, like, if we're really going to make money off of all of this, the the never ending brawl out timeline that we're living, yeah. In, yeah, I would ne- I would love to never hear about again. If mm-hmm. we're really going to commit to it, commit to it. Like, be the bad guy, guy. dude. yeah. Like... Good match though. Um, mm-hmm. Really great stuff for Kojima. Up next, this was probably my one of my top matches of the card, which isn't saying much because a lot of my matches, these matches were my top matches of the card. But the international title four way match. I didn't realize that this match was that short until I'm looking at the time. It was only eleven minutes. But really, only eleven minutes. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely incredible! Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata versus Zack Saber Jr. versus Daniel Garcia. Everybody shined in this match. Yep. Um I mean big props even though he took the pin big props to Daniel Garcia. Um He did
1: not look out of place in this match at all. When you all. like considering the other talent in it like you've got Orange Cassidy who's on the run of a lifetime right now with this um international belt run. Shibata who's just the wrestler like there's there's like nothing else to say about him really. He's just the wrestler. And then like Zack Sabre Jr. who's like arguably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. And like and also, Daniel Garcia.
2: Uh, yeah, I love-
1: like and Daniel Garcia did not look out of place in the slightest. Like he held his own in this match and he like meshed well with all of these guys. And I'm so happy for Danny, like the position he's been in recently and like these cool matchups he's getting and like these opportunities. I want to see him win a belt again. I want to see him belted up and doing more even more on TV and like just really kick off like his neck like kick him up to the next level because like at 23 he is like I don't want to I don't want to say underrated but I think he's like one of the more underappreciated guys on the roster because of he has been just incredible for like the past 18 months he's been absolutely incredible
0: Absolutely. I'm very proud of him. I think that he's one of those people who, like, strikes that balance between, like, the super obnoxious character, Mm -hmm. but he's also one of the best pure wrestlers on the roster, period. He is amazing in that ring, and he's come such a long way on the mic. And I think that, yeah, I hope personally, I know he wants Shibata. I hope that that's the match for Death Before Dishonor. Me too. Um, ring of honor def- before dishonor Zack Sabre Jr. definitely wants Orange Cassidy in a singles yep. match um, so I hope that match happens I mean shout out to Orange Cassidy I think he and Brian Danielson gave him his flowers you know later at the yeah. media scrum um, but I truly believe he's been the best champion in the world like oh, any of champion. like. and I really hope that he's in world title contention once he eventually drops that belt yeah. I think Four years ago, saying that oh yeah, Orange Cassidy should be world champion, I think people would have probably laughed at that and be like, "That was that's a joke." But now I don't. Mm-hmm. Think, I think pretty much we're all on board of just like, this is one of the faces of the company. Period. Yeah. Like, and he's done more. I think as far as being like keeping AEW up more than just about anybody else this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like last year it was John Moxley. Yeah. This year it's been 100% Orange Cassidy. Um, one 100. He's been basically like that right hand man of the company that Tony, you know, knows he can depend on. Knows is yep. always going to have a solid match. You can throw him in a sink like, and I think that's the thing, too. Like, people don't realize even it, outside of just his defenses, he still wrestles almost every week, whether yep. it's in a tag match, eight minute, whatever. Absolutely incredible. Um, would love to see him face Zach Sabre Jr. Maybe if you know, maybe that is the all in match if they don't run it could be. Sabre versus Sabre Jr. Um, it really could be. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that at all. Um, I would love to see it. Orange Cassidy get a big time match at all in. I feel like he deserves it. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about 100%. people who are well, the faces of AEW? He's top five. Like he's up there with the elite and Mox. Um, yep. As you know, those core members so this match was awesome i love it was really good i loved it um i wanted it to be longer Um, yeah yeah i loved it this
1: was like one of like out of like the two big singles matches this was like the i guess like the fourth match i was like most anticipating because like i was really high on the tag match they had on uh dynamite and i felt like they were holding back a little bit in that and like this, like, 11-minute, like, I wouldn't call it a sprint, but, like, they just jam-packed so much in, and there was so much chemistry between all the guys, like, no matter what, which two were in the ring at the same time, and it was just a great time. I had so much fun with it.
0: Yes, loved it. Um, and I also, um, uh, this is my last point, but I loved seeing how full circle the Orange City Shibata story has come. Yes. Like, this time last year, you know... Shibata saves Orange Cassidy, but nobody expects him to actually ever wrestle again. It was just cool to yeah. see, him. like, you know, it's just one of those moments. Is just everybody's just happy to see him, it's super cool. But then he pops up on Dynamite, he saves Orange Cassidy, and then he has a rampage match versus Orange Cassidy, yeah. And then, like, you know, he's popping up on Ring of Honor, and then he becomes a champion, and then, like, you know, it's and yeah. now they finally face off at Forbidden Door and like they have this mutual respect for each other. And it was just really awesome to see that um, story come to full circle because what people don't realize, Orange Cassidy has not had a lot of feuds since PAC. Like since PAC, like even though he's had all these defenses, he hasn't had a lot of like direct feuds. And so, so much of his storytelling is like, he just continues to develop his character and become somebody that people want to wrestle. And no matter who you are, the best wrestlers in the world all want to wrestle Orange Cassidy. So I just think that that was super cool to see their story come full circle. 100%. Moving on, what was the next match? We had Sonata versus Jack Perry. This was a 10-minute sprint. I actually really like this match. I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty high on Sonata. I think Mm -hmm. I've liked his reign. I think it's really hard he's in a very hard position just because it's very clear that new Japan is going in a real direct new direction. And he yeah. is the leader. Like he's the leader. He took the title off of Okada. Obviously like everything is like being, you know, really redone in new Japan. Yeah. he's Basically the leader of a brand new faction. And I think he's doing pretty well. I think he presents himself as a star and also I love Sonata's moveset. I feel like his moveset set is so interesting like he can do yeah. like all these different cool things like his signature moves his finisher um like he has like one of the coolest move sets and i think like he's in a he's in a position to where he's one of those guys who's been passed up for opportunities a lot a lot a lot for a lot of his peers who are of similar age who just might have you know been the one in the spotlight um much like jungle boy and yeah i think that i look back now i was like oh this was the perfect opponent for both of them um mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the match um yeah both of these guys are super talented i would have loved for them to get like more time i wish the crowd probably would have been better for this one but yeah, yeah i like it
1: yeah i thought it was a cool match like i enjoyed it a lot like they had like i was like expecting it to be a good match but they had more chemistry than i was expecting as well like sonado works well with the young boys that so you can just like kind of bounce off of like we saw it with suji um Dominion as well so yeah. I, I enjoyed this and obviously the post-match angle he did, oh, I am devastated, I, Honestly, devastated. I think
0: I told you I said well you called it I was like mm-hmm. you literally said this but I um you know I will say they did a good job of like cutting the suspense because they had cut the camera away like I we thought they were about to start the previews for um you know the next match and then like they cut the camera back on to them on the ramp. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. He's about mm-hmm.
1: to um, Like, I was recording the whole time they walked up the ramp because I was just like, it's coming, it's coming, I know it's coming and I'm going to capture this moment. And then it happened and I was just like, oh, man. I was a little bit surprised they pulled the trigger so quickly, but
0: I'm excited to see what's next for Jack Perry. I think that, you know, it was just so instinctive. So, like, he just snapped so quickly. Yeah. And he did so well. Like, I, I think, like, he just really leans. I'm like, should he have been a heel this entire time? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he just leaned into it so quickly. Um, I loved it. It's so funny. Like, during his entrance, when Tarzan and Boy, we were all, like, waving our hands. I was yeah. like, I need to bask in this. Because I said, this is probably the, this last, is probably time the last time yep. I will ever hear this entrance like this. So I said, let me just enjoy it. Because this is it. Um, yeah. And that was just super cool. Um, and I just loved this uh, match, just because yeah, like I said, it showed like you know the best about Jack and best about Sonata. I wish it was longer, but love the post match yeah. angle. Um, let's take a break, um, cool. and then we'll get into the rest of the card next with the good. elite, the elite yes. versus um, BCC and friends. So super yes. exciting stuff. Cool. You're listening to the Maps and Grabs podcast. And this is a reminder that there is now a merch store available for 4yearwear.com for maps and grabs. Get all of your merchandise for this podcast. We currently have necks, crop tops, and t-shirts available. You can find the website, once again, at You are. Thank you for supporting the
2: Max and Grass podcast. Hey, Thank you, Yours.
0: All right, and we are back. Um, just one more thing on the Jungle Boy Sonata match. I thought it was super cool when Jungle Boy stood between not the tunnels, but you know, like the two entrances. Yeah, and he actually he's going out of the face side, and then he does this twist in about face, and like you know, he yeah. goes in the hillside and i'm like oh that i get he gets it um yeah so that was just a little thing i really like but next for the fun stuff 10 man tag the elite no really the hung bucks adam page matt jackson nick jackson eddie kingston tamahira ishii versus the blackpool combat club claudio Castagnoli. John Maxley, Wheeler Uyuda, Kenosuke Takeshita, and Shota Ubino. Wow. Um, My goodness. Um,
2: yeah.
0: So I absolutely adore the Hung Books entrance. Like, you know, like when they do the Elite and they I need them to figure out how to do it with four of them though because like, you know, when they, when it was the four of them, they just had the Young Bucks and Kenny stuff, so they need to figure out a way to do Kenny and Hangman, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. Um, I just love being in the crowd whenever they do Carry On Wayward Son. It is amazing. Um, as a person yeah. who was in the room when the Elite returned to that song, I think it's just always going to ha- make me happy to just sing that song with the crowd. But uh, Hangman, like, oh, that was awesome. They were all in their black and white gear. You know, I did think that we were going to get a new gear, mm-hmm. but you know, Denise Cutler has a lot on her plate, so I'm not going yeah. I wouldn't, be, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she probably got more involved in the general AEW seamstress role since Miss Sandra just recently retired. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if, if that was not confirmed or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's been happening. So, you know, but I'll, I always love that black and white gear. Um, yeah. Okada does too if you saw um, <laughs> in, in BT yeah yeah, um, that running joke I love that running joke um, that's always it's my
2: favorite thing
0: it's always something to look forward to and Okada gets dressed in um, Nick Jackson's gear yeah. Uh, but yeah I love the elite um, the Bucks' entrance because um, I'm going to call them the hungbucks here I don't care what war yep. Discovery says um, Ishii I mean Eddie Eddie Kingston got one of the biggest pops of the night. Yes. Like easily, like he's one of the biggest stars in the company. Whether you like, he might not have the so-called look or whatever, but the people have chosen him. I yeah. the only thing I can really think of it too is like I think compared to it reminds me of like Jamie Hayter when yeah. they were doing all those promos and like Britt would be talking. And, like, and Britt and Soraya would be talking and people would just start chanting for Jamie Hayter. Meanwhile, she's yep. standing in the corner silent, saying absolutely nothing. And to the point to where fans were just hijacking every single women's se- segment until she got a title. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're heading there for Eddie. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting how much they do with him because, obviously, he has a G1 um, coming yes. up. He's only going to be on TV Probably for the next two, three weeks, if that, before he heads off to Japan. Um, Well, he's on the the
1: shows on July 4th and 5th, so we might only get him this week. And then he'll probably, I don't know whether he'll come back and forth uh, from Japan between like those Independence Day shows and the G1 starting. So we might honestly only get another week of Eddie until like August.
0: Yeah, because um, Mox is also... Going to be in that yeah. weekend going for a cork and hall, um, so yeah, that's a really good He's having point. a match against El Desperado, and not that's this, on the second dude. night and the tag but match. The oh, match is I think my thing is I'm like you fucking crazy person, like yes, June Kasai and El Desperado versus Homicide and John Moxley is going to be a bloodbath, and yeah. then the next day we have El Desperado and John Moxley like final death, final death. Their like, what match, does that even mean i don't know their first match was already do, like you know bonkers at music city mayhem mm-hmm. and i will say it's really cool to like new japan we're basically going to get two back-to-back death matches yeah for new japan and so like that's super cool el desperado um he said um that he's going to make perfect he he, he said he needs to like do some work just to Get the right referees or something. He said, No offense to anybody, but read New Japan, you don't know what you're doing when it comes mm-hmm. to like that. So he said, Don't worry. I'm going to find a ref. I'm going to find a school. <laughs> all of this stuff, like to make sure that everything is perfect. I'm like, These sadistic bastards. I can't wait. Um, right. June 4, July 4th and 5th is going to be an absolute treat. Um, but yeah, Tomohiro Ishii came out. I love Ishii. Um, he got the, the loved him too. Yeah, yeah, he got the pin in this match, which was super cool because a lot of times he doesn't get to, especially now mm-hmm. that um um they didn't bring the belts out um this weekend. But Ishii, Tanahashi, and Okada are the current never six-man champions, and yeah. so like in a lot of those matches, Ishii never gets to get the pin. So that was super cool. This was a really uh, cool moment, yeah. But the Blackpool Combat Club entrance, man, 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 man. They came out to Death Rider. I also I love both Mox and yeah. um, Me using their New Japan entrances, like
2: yeah. great.
0: But Death Rider just hit like so yeah. hard um, in that moment um, because it's a different vibe you're going for. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like it's a much different vibe you're going for. Shota Umino. I don't know why he wore his brightest gear.
1: <laughs> oh, it was so funny like just like him like stood amongst like the Blackboard Combat Club and Takeshita just like he stood out like a beacon and I honestly think it was intentional and kind of a thing of is is Shooter in is he not like what is this dynamic and I think that is something that's going to be explored later down the line so I'm excited for that but like the entrance was so cool and honestly I've been like I've gone back and forth whether Takeshi is going to be in Blackpool Combat Club. I still mm-hmm. don't think he is. But he fits in like a glove
0: if that is the route the they go. looked amazing. Like the leather, yes. the leather, it felt like I've never seen somebody look like that effortlessly cool and badass. It reminds you of like almost like a 90s Scott Hall type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, the leather, like the collars. It's just it yep. was insane. He looked like he fit like a glove. Like I too don't know if he's going to be in BCC. Um, but I think you know I would, I do think that BCC I wouldn't mind them adding a member by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's super Especially
2: if
1: Brian does end up being kicked out, which is something that's been telegraphed a little bit. Like if you've been following the story, like it does kind of feel like If they're going to lose a guy, Brian is going to be the one that's going to be either kicked out of the group or leave the group. I think it's going to be more that they turn on him and we're going to get a Brian-Mox feud maybe early next year. So, exciting stuff.
0: And I also think that there's also one plot line that hasn't been explored that was slightly teased specifically for Super Card of Honor. Mm. What happened with Nigel McGinnis? I think that that is a huge especially heading into All In. Maybe we'll learn more about that, but I think that there's a story there, obviously, between Nigel, Brian, Claudia. Like, there's this, I feel like there's a story there. Um, and I remember in Supercard of Honor, they asked him on commentary, like, Brian, are you, um, Nigel, are you interested in being a part of the Blackpool Combat Club? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I need to feel them out first. I need to, like, you know, look around and, you know, yeah. get to know. Um, John Moxley consider, uh, continues to be the best father in pro wrestling. Uh, him and his young boys, yeah. uh, Shota, and I, and obviously, like that's been a story too. I think specifically with Shota and um, Mox of just how Shota clearly respects John Moxley and admires him, but he's been trying yeah. to prove to everyone, specifically like Okada, that he's his own man. Yes. Uh, just because Okada has been picking on him and every other person under thirty um, about you know, well, you're being outshined by your mentors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, Lots of great storylines there. I just, yeah, love that entrance. Death Rider does it for me every time. Um, The actual match, incredible. 10 out of 10. Like, the thing is, that was a five-star match. Like, I I 100% believe, like, that was a five-star match. And it's just, like, this has been a huge, amazing, incredible year for multi-man wrestling. Like, Mm -hmm. I think... Trios, we've seen some. I this year alone, I think I've seen some of the best trios matches. Yeah, or, you know, eight man matches, ten man matches that I've ever seen in my entire life. And for yeah. those of us who grew who grew up as WWE fans, I'm gonna be honest. It took me a long time to get around the six man trios as a belt or as a division concept. Just because mm-hmm. six man tags give me PTSD, gave me PTSD <laughs> so long. I just hear. Teddy Long's voice in my head saying, This is gonna be a six man tag team, man. Yep. You're gonna go with the Undertaker player. And I literally <laughs> just hear that voice in my head. I you like it took me a long time to get a, wrap my head around it. Now yeah. I love trios wrestling. I love factions. I just love all of this. Um, and I think that this year, what we we've seen a lot of guys be very selfless, a lot of big guy, big time guys be very selfless. To be in you know teams this year, yeah. um, Mox is one, Okada's one. Like, I mean, Okada's been huge for trios wrestling this year, yes. Um, Kenny's one, um, Danielson is one, um, played, like
1: played. more recently Switch as
0: well, absolutely. Like, we've seen a lot of top guys. I mean, even if you want to factor him in, punk as well, like, yeah, we've seen trios and larger wrestling be elevated to a completely different level in 2023 and i think a lot of that comes from a lot of the you know top guys are really
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know forming teams and stuff and i think can especially like on a card like forbidden door when you had it balanced out where you had like okay some of the stars are having singles matches but i feel like people like john moxley hangman page felt just as important in yes. that tag team match, as they would have been a singles match. And I think that's yeah. always what you want with your top guys.
1: 100%. Because yeah. there was, like, so many story layers to this match going in. And it, it, like, lived up to every expectation that I had. And they were high because, again, anyone that knows me knows that the Elite is, like, my favorite, like, just my favorite group of wrestlers, period. Like, ever. And it was just getting to be in the building For, like, such a star studded 10 man tag with so many wrestlers that I like, not even just on the elite side, like with the Blackpool Combat Club as well. Like, I didn't, like, I love every wrestler in this match. And -hmm. it was just incredible. There were some insane spots in this. And, (laughs) like, the reactions, like, because we knew that, like, a lot of the guys would get big reactions, anyways. So like the reaction that Ishii got like tonight and on Dynamite as well, like it just makes me so happy that like the crowds have been so like loving to him because like he's late in his career as well and still putting on like these incredible performances and like him getting the pin like in the match. It was just an amazing moment for him, I think. And I'm I was just I don't even know how to put into words how much I loved this match. Like you saw, like because we were sat yeah, together, like, like my reaction after it, I was just Charlie was, was
0: silent like... for a solid five. Yes. <laughs> after the match, like me, I'm talking about it and just like, man, that was so great. She's just sitting there with her hands coming up. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I, was just like, no, I was like
1: welling up. I was like so overwhelmed. No, yeah, I was like basically crying.
0: Yeah, the tears were definitely in your eyes. I was like, oh yeah, they did it. They did it. They did mm-hmm. it. Um and then I Willow's mean, theme
1: here. I was like, this is such a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you literally were silent through the entire video package <laughs> mm-hmm. through the um between the matches. Um but no, it was absolutely insane. I and you know what was so cool about it was that it was the matchups that I think people weren't going into it exciting for that really stole the night. Um, of yeah. course, like we knew Mox and Eddie were gonna have something. We knew Hangman Takesha were gonna have something. We knew yeah. that the Bucks and Claudio and Will or Ida were always are we're gonna go at it. Um, but Takesha and Ishii were as my, my God. favorite. Like I think, dude, he knocks them out. Like they I Just walked like that. in that match saying we need if that's the yeah. singles match next year, or like you know, or anytime I'm here for it. Bring Ishii yes. on Dynamite, like Sakestra versus Absolutely. Ishii. I feel like those two had, I mean, they they it had insane. insane, insane chemistry. Um, and you know, like that, like I said, that wasn't one of the you know, the matchups that the pairings yeah. that we were expecting to steal the show, but my god, they did.
1: Yeah. They're I think so- my favorite moment of the match was like Mox and Eddie stood in the middle just going blow for blow as like all of the chaos went on oh, around them
0: just- like the Bucks
1: just- are jumping off, off, off the top rope like Hangman hit the Oriha moonsault like there was just so much going on and they were just exchanging blows and chops like back and forth and it's like this match needs to be a pay-per-view match like build the story let it simmer for like all the rest of the BCC elite stuff and I think do it all, at All In. Not even just because I'm biased, but because that is a stadium-worthy match.
0: Absolutely. Um, you have literally some of the best wrestlers in the world all together. And yeah. they have multi-man chemistry. I think we've seen a lot of times you can put great wrestlers in a big taxi match. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have a great match. You know, like, yeah. that. you know, some people just don't have that chemistry. Some people are really just singles wrestlers. Um mm-hmm. And but they these guys are just nuts, man. Like yeah. they're just awesome, and I just enjoyed this match. Um, I felt like this was a true treat. Obviously, Daniel Okada, and Kenny and Um Osprey were the big selling points. But honestly, mm-hmm. you could have if you told me that that was one of the main events, I could have gone home happy. Like I really could have gone Absolutely. home happy after that match. Yeah. Um, and I was. <laughs> I think I told you we have more Mm -hmm. I was like
1: like after that match I was just like so like overwhelmed and it like really hit me in that moment of I'm genuinely witnessing one of the best nights of professional wrestling ever live and in the building like it really hit me after that match happened and like like you said I was just silent for a good five minutes and I think, I, I can't remember what I tweeted. I think I tweeted something like, I'm never going to recover from seeing that live. And yeah, I genuinely exactly don't
0: think true. I will. Yeah, <laughs> it was just think, so good. You know, I think it's because there's been so many great multi-man matches, like, you know, um, Dominion, mm. Resurgence, um, All Together Again, Ar- Ar- Anarchy in the Arena. And I've been in the building for none of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so to finally be there, for yeah. one of these all-out wars, I think that's the difference between this time last year, you know, BCC versus JAS. I feel like the steam died off, like, right after Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um. You know, well, you, right after Forbidden Door, because I think, like, yeah, the Forbidden Door stuff that was still left was really good with, you mm-hmm. know, Eddie teaming up with, like, you know, Shodan Wheeler. But right after Forbidden Door, like, it was just like, I don't really care to see this ever again. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, well, no, I'm lying. After Blood and Guts, because that was the same week. But after that, it was just like, okay, we're done. Now, yeah. like with this BCC Elite stuff, I genuinely, these guys could fight for the rest of the year and you would not hear me complain. Yes. There's still
1: so much left for them to do. Like, it, it really does feel to me, because this started in like March. So it really does feel to me that we're only just hitting like the third chapter of it, or like even That's- like the second chapter. Like, there's still so, so much left. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to be able to witness all of this and to see such a big part of it at Forbidden Door live. Like being such a big like elite fan that I am, is like that Hungbox entrance. I was literally just stood there like this, like recorded. I I was going through it. I was having yeah. some real moments. And I
0: came out and you know like I I wore my Hangman outfit, so I was just yeah. like, I'm so happy. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, this, it's so funny I, um, I called my mentor from When I got back from the airport And I was just like I remember when you encouraged me to get a passport And I just wanted to say thank you Because I just had, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 just had the best weekend of my life Just um, had the best weekend of my life Incredible But yeah, so that match was super awesome Obviously we got a lot coming forward I Next was the women's world title match I feel like Good match I wish I looking back, I really wish that they had put this right after MJF Tanahashi just because yeah. putting the women's match right after that 10 man tag was just unfair. A lot of people got up, you know, to go to mm-hmm. the back. And was some, I mean, in some ways, it's understandable, but good guys, you always do that. Yeah. The women's matching is so annoying. Um, but really good match. Um, I wanted a little bit of more of a surprise or something mm-hmm. like I think obviously Willow and Tony are always good. Tony storm is just solid. The only woman to ever compete in not one, but two forbidden doors. Um, yeah. Willow is a great, you know, new Japan strong women's champion. Um, obviously I think that they did the dirty finish, the rake eyes. So like trying to protect her and, um, Good match. I just feel like it should have been placed probably earlier on the card. Yeah. Um, because following that ten man was, yeah, possible.
1: It's like like following that ten man would have been difficult for any talent. But I feel like putting the women on after like was like a really was like a bit detrimental like to the match itself. Like you put that on like at any other point in the card, I feel like. Not that the crowd wasn't into it, but I feel like more people would have stayed like into watching because there was a flood of people that left. Which like I get it, we're five matches deep, we've still got like four to go and like two really big matches still to come. Like I understand. Yeah. Like you need to pick and choose your moments. Like my moment like I left like a little bit before the end of the sixth man, just before the main Mm. event, because like you have to pick your moments. And it was just unfortunate that this ended up being the moment for a lot of people, but for the match, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I just wish there was, like, a little bit more to it. And I don't know whether that was just because of the placement on the card or whether, like, things had to be reworked because of everyone was, like, kind of anticipating Mercedes for Forbidden Door, like, before she got injured. And I don't know. I enjoyed it. And, like, I'm happy for the women that they got to be on the card and that they got to have such a cool matchup. And it didn't feel out of place. I oh, just wish there was, uh, was, like, a little bit more... Like a little bit of something
0: else. I think those were the two perfect stars. That if those are with us, yeah. with, those are I mean great representatives. Um, somebody noted somebody obviously in the media scrum later said that Tony Storm was wearing her stardom gear, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh yeah, this is her stardom stuff. But she said it was like you know not you know it was just great maybe it was yeah. maybe it wasn't, but um, super cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I. Like I said, I'm interested to see what's next for the women, especially with a possible blood and guts coming up. I think yes. this outcast thing has dragged on so long with mm-hmm. no payoff in sight. Obviously, we have Britt versus Ruby this week um, in the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. The winner will face Sky Blue, who's been on a great run. Um, yeah. Just interested to see what happens next. Um, okay. I think, oh, yeah. This is it. So next we have in my opinion net match of the fucking decade um, IWGP US heavyweight championship match Will Ospreay with Don Callis mm-hmm. versus Kenny Omega.
1: Like how do you even put it into words they both use like the entrances. They both use their New Japan themes, which
0: was just incredible to be there for that. Like Osprey's it felt Titan-tron. huge. Osprey's Titantron was beautiful. Like yeah, with him watching all of the TVs and literally the entire yeah, the screens are just like you know him getting battered by mm-hmm. over, and over and over and over again. Um, coming out with Don Callis, like the heat was huge. Um, I don't have enough. I don't have the words. Like me personally, like I Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. I will say after Wrestle Kingdom, I think Will Osprey became one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I that match really made. I don't think I would be in content creation or like being this involved in wrestling if it wasn't for that match. That yeah. was the first time I really ever stayed up for a Wrestle Kingdom, and like you know, in the middle, the, and it just. I feel like that first match changed my life in a lot of ways to the point to where I was just like, I don't care if I don't have the money. I don't care how this happens, but I need to be in the building. And when I, when I originally, I didn't even know if it was going to be the forbidden door match, but I Mm -hmm. said, I am going to book tickets for every big show possible until I see Omega Osprey again.
2: Yeah.
0: And man, did it deliver. Like (sighs) it was just, and, you know, I was scared at first because I was just like, I know they're good. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're good. But well, I was just like, that first match was essentially perfect. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. And, like, you know, sometimes what I was really worried about is that, obviously, this is a North American crowd. And, like, yeah, it's not that New Japan. F- it, yeah, obviously, it's a New Japan show, but it's not that exact New Japan feel. Like, you know, it's not. Yeah. We're not in Osaka-jo hall. So I was wondering if that was gonna affect anything, but good God, like the way they adapted and like they made that match feel completely different from the first one. Yeah. They used the fact that they weren't in Japan to their advantage. Like I feel like there's moments that you don't get without that crowd. You don't get without that. You don't get without it was just yeah. Absolutely incredible.
1: Just just, there was just so many moments in the match. Because like when uh, Justin Roberts, Justin Roberts announced. That thirty minutes had passed. I was like, "What?
0: Oh my god!" They've gosh. been for thirty minutes. Yeah, we looked at each other. Thirty like, minutes has passed. And you want to know what's? I crazy. thought it'd been fifteen. Like when I watched the match back today, I was and caught me off guard again when he yeah. says thirty minutes has passed. I was like, "How is that not twelve minutes?" Mm-hmm. I think that their, was- their pacing is excellent. These yeah. two are the best in the world. And I realized, like, one thing about Kenny Omega is that he's been very, he's been very upfront about, like, these singles matches. He's not just giving them away at this point. Like, yeah. After, and I honestly, like, for me, I think this was better than Omega Okada 4. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's saying a lot. Like, that's saying a lot. But for him to put his body through that, and to do that, that means that he really, really, really believes in Will Ospreay. Yeah, like he really believes that Will Ospreay is the next best wrestler in the world, if not current. And so, yeah, and I think very few people could rise to the occasion like that, and Will Ospreay did. And I think it's just a different match. I think it was just so many emotions. I think one thing that really endeared me was the press conference before where Russell Kingdom. And I think the press conference after Wrestle Kingdom and just the emotion and Will Ospreay, you can literally see that yeah. he's mentally breaking. Like this is like he's falling apart, and like you can tell. Like, yeah, he put all his chips in what, this basket. Like he wanted yeah. to win. It was it was incredible. And I and I was even telling my friends this afterwards of like, neither of these guys are like hardcore wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They're not John Moxley. Like you know, like they don't. Yeah. Use- in every match they don't bleed in every match like these are very much so like you know pure wrestlers and the fact that they, they're getting like this gruesome like this, yeah. and this bit, like man man like only them like only, only them, them yeah couldn't pull like, that off
1: like the match itself was incredible and there was just so many spots like the the one wing danger kick out at one Like, obviously, we all know what that's a callback to and, like, what that's referencing. And I popped huge for that. Like, my video of that is so funny because I just screamed so loud in it. But, like, I think my absolute favourite moment uh, was, like, as much as, like... Because I tweeted about this, too. Like, Osprey was getting booed and heckled throughout that entire match. And he was, like, really leaning into it as well. He was, like, really feeding off of the Canadian crowd. But, like, as soon as he won the standing ovation that they both got Absolutely. and, like, the amount of respect that um, the entire crowd was showing them was just, like, one of those moments that, makes like, makes me really proud as a wrestling fan because, like, we all know, like, how incredible that was and, like, what we had just witnessed and the amount of history we had just witnessed. And, like, no one, I, I, like, people were probably, like, sad that Kenny lost the belt, but, like, after that match, every, you, everyone was just showing their respect and it was just incredible to be
0: part of. I agree. I that moment was really special for me too because I think that you know Osprey did all the heel things, like all Mm -hmm. the most heelish things that you can possibly think of. Obviously, Kenny got his in too, but especially Osprey. And like you know, as we've seen on AEW TV recently, like Don Callis gets more heat than just about anybody, and like yeah, he just I don't want to say overshadowed. He's the shadow, but like. He come sometimes can be the focal point, but like yeah. even with him out there, like he, that match, these two guys were one hundred percent the focal point. Like, yes, he didn't take the spotlight away or anything. Like, it genuinely felt like a war. Like, it genuinely mm-hmm. felt like a war. And yeah, it was just super special because like that was wrestling history. I, mm-hmm. I just, I th- so many people just feeling grateful. Like, we just witnessed one of. The greatest wrestle match, wrestling matches of all time. Like, yeah. If not the greatest, like, I mean, like, that was a. I love all the discourse behind the Tiger Driver 91 because mm-hmm. y'all are so serious. Y'all are such an. Yeah. Like, guys, Masawa is in heaven smiling right now. Like, this is. percent This was, I mean, absolutely beautiful. Just incredible. I've always like one thing about Kenny matches specifically for me is that, like, they they almost feel like spiritual experiences it's like I don't yeah always feel especially like his big matches they don't feel like wrestling matches it really feels like art um mm. like have you ever heard like Andrea Bocelli no okay so like I think he was on what the voice or something some 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 music competition show but he was like the singer that was found and he like sings opera and like when he mm-hmm. sings, that, like, people start crying, just because it's just so beautiful, this beautiful opera, yeah. and that's how I feel when Kenny wrestles. Like, yeah, it's just like it's beautiful. It's art. Like, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's great. And I think Osprey has gotten there of just like the emotion he displays in his matches. Like, man, like I think that's what separates him from everybody else. Like, a lot of guys can do great moves, yeah, but. Good God, I mean, like when he wrestles, especially when he wrestles, like type Kenny, I feel, and I believe everything he's saying and doing, like yeah, every single thing, maybe it's because he uses excessive curse words, I don't know, like I feel it, like I feel yeah. it. like i he makes me feel, and I think like that's what we're missing sometimes in wrestling today, like because we have a lot of guys who can do great spots, yeah. you know, great spots, great mercy moves, but like these guys make you feel yeah. everything. Like we went from like so many range of emotions from extreme happiness to laughing when you know the kid yeah. is giving him off to genuine fear of like are these guys are gonna are they gonna live through mm-hmm. disgust to so little we'll off spray licking the blood, or we have like just genuine awe, gratitude, like you know, yeah. sadness is over, or, you know, just the range of emotion that we felt—they just was-
1: took you, took us on a journey. It was just, and this was it also was just a beautiful match. This, yeah,
0: this was also longer than the first match. So yeah, uh, they clocked out at 5- 50 3950. 3950, yep. So the longest match on the card. Man, like, we got that on North American soil—not American soil, but North American soil in Kenny's home country. Like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Osprey wiping his ass and like cleaning his nose with the Canadian flag like oh my god what yeah insane like the kid doing the cleaner pose like yeah it
1: was yeah magical it was just genuinely magical
0: if you hate that match I don't know what to tell you Mm -hmm. mm-hmm I'm like wrestling's
1: subjective but
0: that was just subjective but I do, I do think, like, guys, and I don't want to hear this shit next year. Uh what so I'm saying is now. Like, Forbidden Door, if you're just a casual wrestling fan, like one of those wrestling fans that don't actually like wrestling, Forbidden Door is not for you. hmm Forbidden Door is not for you. Real graps only.
2: <laughs> yes. This
0: is where the real wrestlers, like, this is not a promo-heavy show. This is not a big sport entertainment-heavy show. Like, this is real wrestling. Like, you know, like... Yeah. And this is one of the only pay-per-views where, you know, I think that it's strictly catered to what rest re- just wrestling fans want. Of just like, yeah. just the actual matches of like, not the in-between angles. And you know what? I, I ended up, cause I, I went back and forth with myself. of just like, Oh, like I would have loved a Mercedes debut. I would have loved a yeah. debut I would have loved all these different elements, but I realized like a lot of the, I wouldn't have wanted any of those things to be the story coming out of that show. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, cause I feel like, you know, that even, ha- it happens all the time. If y'all just have one big return and that's the moment. I love that the moment of the, the nights where the wrestling, like that that was yeah. So beautiful. Um, yeah. I agree. Low, yeah, um, 10 out of 10, a hundred out of 10. I'm yep. really happy I was able to be in the room. I don't know what I have to do to get to Japan for a WrestleMania game, <laughs> but we're going to go for it. Because, um, yeah, that was insane. M- moving on, we had Darby Allen, Sting, and Tetsuya Naito versus Minoru Suzuki and Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. I think that this was a really good match to follow. Omega Osprey simply because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're always going to one, you're going to get the crowd to get up for Judas. You're going to get the crowd to get up for Kazanina Ray. Um, Everybody's going to get up for Sting, and you're going to get people to get up for Naito. Like, this was one of those matches to where, even if the actual match was bad, people were just so excited to see the people in it.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, it didn't really matter. And I think. I just was so grateful to just be there. Like, we saw Sting, Sting, Jericho, Suzuki, and Naito in the same ring. Like, all these guys are faces of their particular promotions, generations. Like, that was just beautiful as a wrestling fan. Just, like, you know, to just never take that for granted. Like, that was just yeah. super cool. And seeing all these storylines interject of, like, you know, Jericho, Naito, um, you have you know, Sting there, you know, Suzuki and Jericho have been teaming up. Obviously, you know, Sammy and Jericho have their drama that's been happening. Of It was just beautiful to see, like, to where... I'll be honest, I don't really care about... You have freaking Sting going through tables and popping yeah. back. Like, it's nothing. Um, where I think that... I'm just really appreciative for the relationship between AEW and New Japan. Like, I just felt so blessed, and I just... I don't take that for granted. Like, you know, yeah. I don't take that for granted. Um, Like, yeah, I learned my lesson because I was in the room for ring of honor final battle ended up being Jay Briscoe's last match. Like you, like, you know, you never, you never yeah. know when's your last time you're going to be able to see something or, you know, see somebody yeah. and just, yeah, just being in the room, like for all of these legends, these faces of their generations and their promotion together, Crazy. Like you said earlier, I think Jericho Sting is probably going to end up being the, you know, the all in match, which is going to be Mm -hmm. insane because obviously Jericho is loved in the UK, but Sting is loved, loved. So, so loved. Not even just from the, um, his WCW days, but from his TNA days as well. Yeah, Sting is so loved. And um, as he confirmed... At the media scrum, it's not going to be his retirement match, but mm-hmm. it's going to be incredible. Um, he's sixty-four, jumping off of shit, it's crazy off of like um Suzuki's in his fifties, Jericho's in his fifties, Naito's in his forties. Like, we're just blessed, man. They just have been there. And I, like I said, yeah. perfect match to go between the two main event, the big match, the two big matches. Um. Because, you know, there's guys in there that people are going to get up for, regardless.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I missed the end of it. But, like, for what I did see, it was, like, a really fun match. And, honestly, shout out to Darby and Sammy as well. Because, like, they were the young boys in this. And they did their part. And they, like, did the spots that they needed to. And they just, like, let the moments breathe for, like, the legends in the match. And it was all just, it was just, like, one of those matches. It's, like, this is something I never expected to see. But it's really cool to see it.
0: Absolutely, and I think that for them, like you know that like that has to be an honor of just like yeah. Sometimes I think who said this? I think Lance Storm did this, but like everybody doesn't have to be world champion for your for their um, experience as a wrestler to be meaningful. Like I think that was one of those moments that anybody would have been proud, you know, yeah. or happy to be in that position, like. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was a really great opportunity. I, and I will say, like AEW did a really, really good job of putting the young guys in positions to succeed. Darby, um, yeah. Sammy, um, Wheeler, Yuta, um, yeah. Dave Garcia um, were all in really, you know, really, really, really important matchups, um, doing really great things. And so, super exciting show to Umino on the New Japan side. Mm-hmm. Just really great stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, love to see them. Last but not least, Brian Danielson versus Okada. And I feel like we can't talk about this without starting with the entrance final countdown return. <laughs>
1: because
0: his like
1: Titan Trunk came up and I turned to you and I was just <laughs> like, Oh my god, it's final countdown.
0: Like the music hadn't
1: even hit
2: yet.
0: I couldn't even like, and the thing is like mentally. I knew already,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I heard you, but like I think I was just too stunned. Yeah, to speak. Like I was like, no fucking way. We're here for the first time. That final countdown has been played for Brian Danielson since, since he left Ring of Honor to go to WWE. Yes, that's nuts. Like that is absolutely insane. When that happens, just, oh my god! That means last time that that song was played. When did he leave to go to WWE? 2009?
1: Yeah, it was like uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. I can't remember exactly when.
0: Yeah. I was like 11 or 12. I'm Mm -hmm. 25. (laughs) Yep. Nuts. Like, that is absolutely insane. Um, The crowd reaction. And to find out that he didn't (sighs) know either, I think, was even cooler in the media scrum. Um, it was just beautiful. Like, like I said, like, I, and I was telling my friends this. For being door twenty three was such a bucket list, a wrestling bucket fan bucket list like type of show. Yeah. Like, if you were there, you get to always say that you were there. Like, you were in the room of just like, it must just be. It was spectacular just to be in that it's room.
1: Like, just it electric. was like having final countdown. Like, having that hit, and then hearing the crowd sing along to it for the first time on such a big scale, and then immediately having the coin drop, and then, like, five minutes, the the money raining down, and not even five minutes into the... Like, match people were trying, and you're gonna get your fucking head kicked in. It was just moment after moment after moment. moment.
0: Actually, that was the question that I was gonna ask um, Brian if I Mm got a chance to because I was gonna be like, you know, since you got the W, since you got the AEW. I know you've been wanting fans to do the chant, but they... Like, we I tried guess, at
1: Revolution, like I me, Alexia, people, and Owen. We tried, but... I guess
0: people just don't know it or something. Yeah. This is the first time that the chant has been successfully done. You're gonna get your fucking handkey Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's I think... Just... And the thing is, you know, it wasn't the best match of the night. Like, yeah. probably second. Maybe second or third, but... Wasn't the best match of the night. Wasn't better than Osprey or, no, or Omega by any means. However, bro, Danielson Okada, the vibes alone. <laughs> like, the vibes alone of being to say, like, man, we got the money. We got the money rain. We got yeah. the countdown. We got the chant. The, the, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. We got the yes chant. We got, yeah, it's just. Brian Danielson. It was just. A seizure. That oh was insane. that was insane. That was nuts. That was literally nuts. <laughs> Making a there was just
1: like the whole match, like I don't think it was best match of the night. I think it was like my third favorite match of the night. But there were so many moments in it that made it like it was just a historic moment in wrestling, like just on paper, because it's two of the like the best wrestlers in the world in a ring together, main event in the biggest show of the year, like, in terms of, like, like for both of the companies, like, the biggest shows of the year so far, and, like, the match itself was really fucking good, and, like, there's probably more they could have done, but obviously Brian broke his arm, he's going to be out for God knows how long, and if they ever have a rematch, I think the rematch will probably be better, but to say I was in the room for Brian Danielson versus versus Kazucha Okada, it's just... You don't get a lot of moments like that as a wrestling fan, and this was one of them. I'm just gonna remember forever because That's it was the just
0: in your cap. yeah.
1: It was just I don't I don't even have the words for it. like I don't have the words I say after going on like a minute long rant. But
0: like it was just I haven't gotten to rewatch that one, so I'm gonna rewatch mm-hmm. that one today. Um, and I'm I'm almost positive that match probably did show up better on TV. Um, yeah. I think technical wrestling shows up better on TV. Honestly, now that I think about oh, it,
2: like,
0: Technical Wrestler showed a lot better on TV. So um I'm like, excited. And at that
1: point in the night we were so tired as well. It's and so like awesome. we knew we had the media scrum coming <laughs> right. after us. So and it was like almost midnight. And like obviously I was like still into the match. I was like so in awe watching it.
0: Absolutely. But,
1: like I feel like re-watching it, I'm probably gonna like it even more. Exactly. So, like, I'm excited to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, they went. This one went twenty seven minutes and forty seven mm-hmm. seconds. Um, yeah, I just this was insane. Like this was this it was just insane. I don't think I ever got over the shock value of Brian Danielson versus Okada. I don't think I like yeah. a lot. It was like hard. I think especially after being there all night, like just being like Brian Danielson is wrestling Okada right here yeah. in front of me. I'm here, and then later, like when we like. We got the money, like this, like one yeah. of the books, like actually holding it in my hand
2: and mm-hmm. looking at it.
0: It's just like, oh, this was real. Yeah, this happened. Like this yeah. is a thing. It happened. I mean, like we really were spoiled. Like we were spoiled all weekend long. Like mm-hmm. we have, we got four out of the, at least the top five best wrestlers in the world in two in just two matches. Yeah. Uh, Four out of the five out of the legitimate best wrestlers in the yep. world, some of the best wrestlers of all time, not even just in the world today, but yeah, four of the best wrestlers of all time wrestled in front of us yep. in marquee matchups. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. Like God, it was
1: just it was so I will never take this weekend for granted. Like as a don't fan, Huh? Oh, god, okay. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Like, yeah,
0: we didn't even talk about it. It happened what's so. That? You know what's so crazy? Like, I looking back and finding out that the match was twenty seven minutes long, it really shocks me because when that happened, I was like, "We just started." Like, yeah. When, when he tapped, I'm like, "But the match like, just started." You could
1: feel it with like the whole crowd reaction. No one was expecting it to end yet. Like when he tapped out, everyone was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, oh. Because I was expecting Okada to win. Me so, too. Like, the fact, like, the, so the fact that Brian won was already a shock, and then he won with a submission, a submission that he couldn't even really properly lock in because he had a broken arm. And we, w- we weren't even 30 minutes into the match, which is insane to say. But I was expecting like 45 minutes. Like Absolutely. I was expecting this to go longer than Osprey, um Omega, and then it didn't. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like I'm kind of thankful that it didn't because I was so like, tired.
0: But... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we would have been in the scrum until three a.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely insane. Like when he tapped, it reminded me of like Revolution. Like when Mox tapped the Hangman. Yeah. I was like, Cause you know and everybody's I was in the like, building for that too. Like... Yeah, you've had an incredible <laughs> year. <laughs>
1: Been nuts, it's been not, um, and there's still more to come, so
0: still more to come. I'm still trying to figure out am I going to make that very, very bad decision to try to go to all out as well? We should. I, I was thinking
1: about this earlier and I was looking at flight prices, and if I like split the payments,
0: it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm gonna like, listen, I'm still on, I'm, I have like, I'm on like two payment plans right now for mm-hmm. um, wrestling I- flights. Um, and, like, you know, I still have to book my flight to Japan. Uh, and that's what, you know, I look back now. It makes sense that Brian won if they run it back at Wrestle Kingdom because it makes yeah. sense for Okada to win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So, insanity. Um, just absolute insanity. I I can't believe, like, this is all happening. Um, that, that happened right in front of us. Brian Danielson tapped out Kazuchika Okada in front of us. That was insane. Yeah. Like, I, I I think I said this to you, I said we're in a foreign country right now (laughs) watching okada dance nuts nuts
1: i think i have that moment recorded as well because i I, I was just like i recorded like because i was posting clips of the matches like for other night for Mm -hmm. my uh for my twitter and i think i was recording when that happened and like i was just so blown away that it had happened i was like what he tapped out okada and like we shouldn't be shocked about Brian winning because he's, like, one of the best in the world. But it was just – He's Brian Danielson. It was just how He's Brian happened. Danielson. Yeah, it was – it just, like, it felt out of nowhere, even though they'd already been wrestling for, like, 30 minutes, which I think is, like, a testament to those guys and how well-paced the match was and just how incredible it was. And I love wrestling. We yeah, are dude, spoiled.
0: Very spoiled. Um And, I mean, like, especially now, like, with – Bree posting the pics of his actual mm-hmm. break. I'm like, you're fucking bonkers. Yeah. I can't believe like he actually um, like that. That's a real break. Yeah, that's a break. Break. Um, mm-hmm. that's
1: no fracture. Like he was talking about in the scrum. Like that. That is snapped.
0: That's a break. Um, so I don't know. I knowing him, he's a madman. I don't know what kind of witchcraft he's going to do to get to be at all in. Mm-hmm. But I believe he's going to do it. Um, yeah, I've learned to never bet against Brian Danielson. I remember crying during his retirement speech in mm-hmm. WWE, and you know he 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 always finds a way. So yeah, um yeah, super excited. Um yeah, that was super cool. Can't wait to rewatch that match. I think I'm going to have a completely yeah. new new perspective on it. Um, super cool stuff. Um, the scrum. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Were there... I'm trying to think of any highlights. Oh, Jericho coming in, swinging the water bottle accidentally. If getting... I
1: wasn't awake, still awake at that point, that woke me that
0: right was... up. Because he up. was swinging that bat around, and I just started
1: laughing because like, I'm a nervous giggler, and I like I was like my nerves were like still settling because of um, Sting and Darby were like the first people in the scrum, mm. and this was my first time doing a scrum, so like my nerves were still settling, and that first bang of the bat just set me off, and I was just sat there like this, just giggling the entire time because I didn't know what to do.
0: And I'm like fumbling with my phone, trying to like yeah, support. and like I was also so shocked because first of all, you're you. The scrum starts, and you're in, and you, like, it's already weird to be in there with Tony. But you start off, and you're in the same room as Sting. Yeah. So, like, I am 10 feet away from the icon Sting. Yeah. Of The same Sting that I watched growing up in TNA, not WW, WCW, because WCW folded when I was, like, two. But mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely just, that's already enough. And then Jericho comes in. He's like, you're going to get the pain maker. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, he said it's not your business to get into what me and Naito got going on. And they're like, the stuff And then Tony's like, this is unacceptable of how to act at a media scrawl. And I'm like, Tony, you're hilarious, mm-hmm. Tony. You are hilarious. Mm-hmm. You're hilarious. Um, that was cool. Um, who's next? Tony Storm. Tony yes. Storm did a great, I love her heel scrums now. Like, yeah, he's really good. Um, I got to ask her a question. That was fun. Me Um, too. And what else? Osprey. Osprey. I listen. Osprey. Sometimes, sometimes he puts his foot in his mouth. But Mm -hmm. I genuinely, really, really like him. I think that his passion for pro wrestling just shines through. Yeah. Like you can tell he really, really loves it and he really cares about it and he wants to advance professional wrestling. And I just have yeah. so much respect for that, for somebody being so young but feeling that sense of responsibility because, like, we've seen other people around his age who might be stars, but they have no intention of, like, elevating the business. Like, a lot of people are really yeah. just looking to elevate themselves, but he genuinely cares about professional wrestling. And I think also just seeing the storytelling of the smile on his face... Um, it really, like, made me warm up inside because it's just, like, you can tell what that match meant to him and, like, what Kenny meant. Like, you know, those guys have said a lot of crazy stuff about each other, but I can tell, yeah. like, they really, really respect each other at yeah. the end of the day. Um, just super cool stuff. And, like, I love that he puts over brick rest every chance yeah. he gets, um, yeah. especially Rev Pro. Um, he even put over the match with Shingo. Super excited yeah. about that, man. Um, yeah it really made me it like it made my heart warm as a wrestling fan and also the big bomb he dropped talking about wanting to be namichi mayor fuji's opponent for his 25th anniversary show in september balls in noah's court um obviously mayor fuji hasn't announced his um opponent yet but i mean i already had thought that that was probably who were they going to lean towards like i Mm -hmm. know that Ren Narita wants a match, and I think he's gonna get it, but not at the 25th anniversary show. Like yeah. that's he's not big enough for that yet. Um so yeah, that was a really cool that was a really cool moment for me yeah. as somebody who watches Noah. Um It was just cool. being in the media scrum with Osprey, like
1: because of I've like I've grown not grown up, like the last like five, six years I've been following Britt Rest so closely, so I've seen the progression of his career like in The British Indies and how much he's done for them so it was just like like, I didn't ask him a question but it's not like something that I'm like like I regret or anything I I was just again I don't want to say happy to be there but it was just such a cool moment to see someone whose career I've seen so much of like in person Mm -hmm. like getting him like him getting to do things like this like, for companies like AEW and New Japan, it's just, it's just awesome to see, and, like, I have a lot of respect for Osprey and his in-ring talent and the stuff that he tries to do for the, like, just, like, the business as a whole, like, I don't know, it was just a really cool moment.
0: Yeah, you even said that, like, during the match, you were like, this guy used to wrestle in, like, bingo halls, like, yeah, this is crazy to watch, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's really cool to see so many people come full circle, like, yeah, and I think that was just super, and I think for me, like obviously like he's not like underrated by any means, but it was it was cool for me to like even just see Kenya of just like the elites, New Japan used to be this niche thing. like it used to yeah. be this niche thing, this underground thing, and now like they can legitimately call themselves some of the best, biggest wrestlers in the world. and like the way that they brought the rest of New Japan with them to have moments like this be possible. For Forbidden Door, AEW, and New Japan, and then like everybody else. And like Oscar said himself, he said, like, obviously, I think a lot of people knew I was a really great wrestler. Mm -hmm. But that Brussels Kingdom match really put me on the map to where like the entire world, I feel like, is looking at me now. Um, And I think it's really cool. And you think of like this all started with a little YouTube channel called Being the Elite. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really cool moment. Like I think all it yeah. is going to be even more be- better, but like forbidden door, like this all started with New Japan and Ring of Honor yeah. and, and PWG and yep. with their first match being at PWG. Like it was just yeah. yeah. It was just super cool, like you know, seeing that. Um next on the scrum was Brian Danielson. Listen, I can I genuinely think that there needs to be like a master class. I could listen to Brian Danielson talk about professional wrestling for hours, all day long. Like, he has such a nuanced perspective. Like, yeah. And it doesn't come from ego, it doesn't come from greed. He genuinely, and I can see why, like, Tony Khan looks at him like the sun shines out of him. And you know what? Me too. Yeah. I want somebody to look at me the way that Tony Khan looks at Brian Danielson. (laughs) Honestly. Like, (laughs) You can tell, like, he's just everything, every nugget of wisdom. Like, I can tell he really values that relationship. He I, he appreciates them. I think I appreciate every all of us Jews wrestling fans. Because Brian Danielson doesn't have to do this. Um, yeah. But you can tell he genuinely loves the business. And he's another one. And I think that's what separates all of these guys that, like, you know, who are in these big matches. These are guys who genuinely have advanced the business. Like have truly advanced the business and have created new stars. Like, yes, is Okada a dick right now? Absolutely. But eventually he's going to put one of these young guys over and it's going to make their career like it is going to make their career. And it's going to create the next generation of Japanese stars. You have Kenny. um, Brian Danielson um, have have done that over here in North America. You have, you know, Will Ospreay who is really putting the UK scene on his back. Like these yeah. are global flag bearers for professional yes. wrestling. And I think that that's just so special. Um, Brian Danielson, just listening to him talk, I can do it all day. And like, just, and the way that he put so many people over and talking about, him yeah. not just on the new Japan roster, but especially on the AEW roster, like I said earlier, he gave um, Orange Cassidy his flowers, um, which yeah. I loved. Um, yeah yeah Can't it was just
1: up. he was just incredible to listen to like and he like he was so professional with that entire scrum as well like even having broken his arm like an hour before like and he
0: started asking yeah, questions right. for like a solid 30 minutes like it was it, it was just, incredible He's just like i'm fine like literally yeah. talking about like you know how he hadn't heard final countdown in years and like how yeah. he would have asked for because it, it was too expensive. And then find Tony saying it cost a wrestler's contract. He said he'll probably yeah. be able to use it one more time. We know where that probably will be. Mm-hmm. Um I think AEW also just they bring so much to the table. I just in the sense of I think we're so used to even if your favorite wrestler ends up going to like a WWE, then like they have to like, how do I say it like you can't really reference your past anymore you know if we're yeah. and i love like AEW does all these little callbacks and like hey like let's bring back this entrance that from this yeah. other co- company like let's bring back this gimmick from this other company i I, yeah. I love like you know their willingness to do that and also like the music just is great like I, th- I think that one thing about AEW that I love is that they understand the importance of music and an entrance, and yeah. like, do they have the most pyro in the world? No, like, but those entrances are so meaningful to me because it's it's yeah. the little things, you know. So it was just so special. Um, Final countdown, yeah. and like, he said it was the cost of restless contract. Yeah, but. that
1: was crazy.
0: But thanks, Tony. Um, yeah, we 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 appreciated it. Um,
1: and honestly, just shout out Tony for like, because like he sat there for hours in the scrum, and then like he was answering like every like he made sure everyone who wanted to ask a question got a chance. And Like when I asked my question, he just looked so happy. I was so happy. It was like I said, Charlie and Russell I, I and it was just like, "Hi." I was like, "Hello." <laughs> it, it was a, it like, was just a really cool moment
0: it like the way that he smiles at you makes it feel like like you already knew each other it's like never yeah. we met before um and like we both got like you know two questions each i got yeah. like basically four questions cuz i asked like two questions each i'm like um i will say like he w- he made himself very available and he didn't have to cuz we definitely got out of there around 2:30 um yeah so that was that was brilliant um yeah it was just really yeah. good like I-, I just smiled just thinking about it like that was an experience mm-hmm. at least for me it's- as a person like who just really got into the content phase and like that was the dream like when I first went to college for like sport management I like I thought I was like I would love to do stuff like this but like there was only one show in town they never did like press conferences or anything like that like there was no type of like you know conversation and AEW gets formed and like you know who would have thunk five years later like you're just sitting in the media scroll and just yeah so it was
1: it was a real moment because like I like started doing stuff with Russell Purist like last year but like this year like it's really blown up for me like I had that really cool feature for Christopher Daniels Mm -hmm. like I've done a lot of the podcasts. like I've been connecting with more people in the community and then I got to represent the brand at the media scrum and it was just a really awesome moment and like I really hope it's like the first of many. And like we both get more opportunities to do stuff like this.
0: Yeah. And it was super cool. Like, you know, like you get to see your friends that live like yeah. you know, halfway across the world. Oh, um,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's just yeah, it was just such a cool opportunity. Like the it's I, I look forward to hopefully doing more. Like, you know, all in is going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um fingers crossed on all out. We'll see, man. Like I <laughs> I <don't laughs> I'm think-
1: really debating it. I'm really um.
0: Uh, yeah, like, and I think I justify it by saying like, you know, AEW, is a only, trip. AEW only does five pay per views a year. Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, I would like to make at least two or three of them. Mm-hmm. I've already skipped Revolution Don't and Double do. or Nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I did Full Gear last year, so you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I've never done a Chicago AEW show. Yep, never never been. done. Anything. Um, and I feel like that's the real. AW experience, and so yeah. I would love to do all out. So we shall see.
1: We shall see. We'll, we'll get back to you guys. Maybe yes. maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a super show after going to all in together, oh and then gosh. fly out to Chicago and do Chicago and do all out together. Yes, we'll we'll maybe we'll do a super show episode.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely do an all in show. Fingers crossed yes. on the all out show. Um, but I do think it's gonna be exciting. And also, it's Labor Day weekend, so I'll have the day off work. Um, mm-hmm. And so university I like,
1: won't start yet for me so oh
0: yeah i'll already be in school but
1: can i just like can i just put us over for a second because we're both yeah. still like university students yes and we're doing all of this on top of still studying and i'm just really proud of us for that
0: yes um it's it's absolutely insane like i was like i need to get stuff done like actually for next semester mm-hmm. and i'm just like well you know i got like a couple articles to write it's like it's hard finding that balance but i think yeah. like you know i always call it having two plan a's like i'm like really Mm -hmm. passionate about school and like you know the work that i'm doing um but i'm really passionate about wrestling too and like hopefully i get to intersect the two one day maybe you know like um yeah it's hard but i'm really proud of us too just like Mm -hmm. and i will say we were by far the youngest people in the scrum like 100 100 so to say like we really got to this position um you know, with, you know, not as much experience as everybody else, but still yeah. asking thoughtful questions and like being devoted. And I feel like specifically as a woman in the field, I feel like we have to be 10 times more knowledgeable than a lot of other yeah. people. Like, I know you eat, breathe and sleep like elite lore. <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> yeah. I watch wrestling 24 seven, just constantly trying to learn more, you know, so I, it's a lot of passion and dedication that goes into this and to the articles that we write into like, you know, the podcasts we record, you know, sometimes it's just shooting the shit, but a lot of t- you know, yeah. it takes a lot of dedication to love wrestling yeah. passionately out loud like this. And so very proud of that. Hopefully a lot of more opportunities. Um, yes, open up absolutely. shout out to women's wrestling talk pod the, who I got to represent them um, this yeah. past weekend. Um, yeah. So a lot of cool stuff. Um yes. Super happy. I've walked away from that that weekend. Super happy. Um, and that my is heart not cool. I'm so inspired. Yeah. Am I dead tired still? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: The jet lag has the jet lag's been getting to me a little bit, but
0: <laughs> yeah, like gotta keep, gotta keep grinding, man. I was delirious like for the first half of the day. Like yeah. I opened my laptop and then I woke up uh, on top of it.
1: Oh, <laughs> like but- I got home. I got home at like 1 p.m. today and like I just had a four hour nap and I felt incredible after. And then like it started hitting me again. I was like, but I'm going to be super pumped for this episode. And this, but like recording this has been so fun. I'm glad we've done it like so fresh off of the weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just because there's, you know, the thing is the wrestling world moves so fast. It's just like, yeah, you know, record it quick, then dynamite happens, then all these other things happen. And like, yeah. then you got to talk about that. And like, yeah. Um, really, really happy we did that. Also, I ordered my Forbidden Door shirt on who was that as soon as I got back nice. because I was not paying those uh, prices, but you know they were doing the Forbidden Door sale um, yeah. on pro wrestling Tees So yeah, I got mine twenty percent off. So
1: love that, fun stuff. I bought mine there because I wanted to wear it.
0: Oh, fun. absolutely. No, yeah, definitely. I was already in my you know my DIY hangman shirt and butterfly. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, where can the people find you um, going for So if you want to follow me on Twitter this is oh no this I go <laughs> there we go
1: this is my handle on Twitter um if you want to see more of me with podcasts i do basically every wednesday and thursday on Russell Purist. we do a dynamite um like pre-show and then we do a dynamite review show sometimes on i'm on the sunday episode on Re- wrestle purists as well we do a lot of podcast content over there um and i also sometimes write features for them i've got one on orange cassidy that should be coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks like hopefully within the next week so by the time this goes out it should be basically ready to go hopefully but yeah
0: awesome and you can find me at lyric wrestling oh i actually did the right side this time <laughs> um and uh, on the twitchers and i'm writing for women's wrestling talk pod you'll probably see that come out this week um a forbidden door feature not a wrap-up but a feature it's gonna be super fun stuff and i have some great content coming out for monthly puro soon so super exciting um And yeah, you can find me every Thursday um, on anywhere you find podcasts, as well as YouTube, um, doing uh, maps and graphs. It's going to be, I've been scheduling some really great interviews um, for going forward. So super exciting stuff. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. um, And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.